and welcome back to The Suspense is Killing Us. It's me, your co-host Kevin Clark, across the table from me. Travis Vote. And then over here to my to my left and Travis's right. It's me, Matt Lynch. Hi, Matt. He's right in the middle. You're like the top of the pyramid if you <laughs> do it that way. <laughs> All right. But if you do it in another way, then you're the top of the pyramid. I if you do it another way, then I'm the top of the pyramid. I'm always the bottom of the pyramid. Oh, you're Kevin. the top and he's the bottom. <laughs> it's true. No, I'm like the foundation. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I'm the thing that's buried inside of both of us. You're the thing at the top that's bearing down on the foundation and oh making it making it. <laughs> and I'm the dead bones on the inside of the pyramid. I'm the yeah, but at least those are worth money. I'm the thirteen year old inbred boy king who died <laughs> died of was cholera. Ba- was buried in golden honey. <laughs> died of leprosy or whatever. You well, know in England they call him Tutankhamun? God damn fucking motherfuckers. Fucking limeys. Imagine being, imagine being British. <laughs> oh, you must wake up screaming. They call, they call them biscuits. Uh, I imagine being absurd. British once a day, just to like you know, just because you to, have to, to see irritate it. your French girlfriend. <laughs> Ooh, uh, yeah. No, yeah, she because she can read my mind, so she's like, "Are you imagining being British?" I can just she tell just she by can the tell she can see look on your face. She can tell I'm about to boil some meat. Ooh. <laughs> it's just the worst. You're about to you're about to make your own marmalade. <laughs> Oof. You're I'm going to pronounce it that way, too, like an idiot. You're about to say glacier and orangutan. <laughs> Alum- aluminium. Aluminium. Ugh. Jaguar. Kill them. Just throw them into the pit. <laughs> there ought to be a, co- a series of wars They're worse with than those Canada. guys. Yeah. Worse than Canada. England. Worse than- you, heard- you heard it here first, everybody. Yeah. Fucking Canadians. I think the world would agree that England is worse than Canada. Those fucking Canadians like, up there, they think they're better than what us is- just because they're better than us? Right. Unbelievable. What has Canada ever done? What has Canada ever done better than America other than all of it? <laughs> Idiots. You guys don't have what we have down here. Absolute chaos. <laughs> they do have less things in the middle of their country than we do. They have better commercials. And Man, did I ever tell you about the public service announcements you used to watch on the CBC? No. When I was in college, we got the Canadian Broadcast Channel on like campus cable. Mm. And they would run like Simpsons and Kids in the Hall reruns every afternoon. So I would watch like three episodes of the Simpsons and Kids in the Hall. And But man, they got some crazy... Like PSAs, yeah. They have like Graham Greene, like from Dances with Wolves. Graham Greene, very okay. famous in Canada, uh, is like, uh, you know, uh, encouraging old people to get out and exercise. So it's like Graham Greene running with senior citizens <laughs> uh, in a tracksuit. So that's like that's okay. That's, that's not that crazy. That's adorable. But then they have like remember how in the nineties. In the States, you had, like, Midnight Basketball, which was, like, this sort of intrinsically racist concept that, like, if you had, like, basketball games that kids could go to at night, that black kids wouldn't be joining gangs. They'd play basketball instead. Yeah. So they had one of those like that, but for, <laughs> but for like, Inuit kids uh, to play hockey so that they wouldn't drink all the time. Okay. <laughs> and it's just the most depressing thing. It's like <laughs> these two kids that are just sitting on a stoop somewhere and they're wearing like Metallica t-shirts Ugh. and like leather jackets These and going punks. like, yo, when we started playing hockey, we didn't drink all the time anymore. <laughs> it was just like, it was very eye-opening. My favorite one was was one with a little kid sitting on a big rusted out grain tiller in the middle of a field, but he's got no arms and no legs. And he's, what? He's like, don't be like me. Don't play in the tiller. I swear to Christ, this is real. <laughs> I'm not making this up. Did he lose each arm and each leg in a separate I mean, tiller accident? No, could, all in the same one. I could be remembering it wrong. Maybe he had some of his limbs, but I remember him with no limbs. <laughs> He's just a just a torso. It's more effective if he has no limbs. Right. There's I all kinds. Like. I mean, like there was one that used to air. Our friend Rich can attest to this because he's seen it too. There was one that used to air in the Pennsylvania region uh, of this country where mm. where it was like, uh, like uh, mentally disabled people like working in a recycling plant. So, like, you'd have, like, a guy with Down syndrome, and he'd be going, like, the red glass goes in here, and the green glass goes in here. 
okay. then he would turn to the camera. He's like, don't throw me away. Oh, oh man. Was this a Canadian one? No, no, this was an oh, American okay. one. Uh, but it was just like... <laughs> this was in Pennsylvania where they actually did throw those people away. I don't know. I mean, we used to watch... I've seen this more than once, and I know Rich has seen it too, and it's just like burned into my brain. It's horrifying. God. Oof. Speaking of PSAs, uh, we have right. a new sponsor today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, wish, I wish these guys were a sponsor. Can you, can you uh, read uh, the... the right. The, no, I will. Um, the, uh, ed- well, I don't know what you call it, the backstory. The backstory. Well, of, it's a can of liquid it's a death. Can, it's a can of sparkling water. I've been in a real sparkling water kick. I've been buying de- lots of different kinds because I like the fizzy water. Mm. I found out they have Topo <laughs> Chico at the Bartels in the okay. be- downstairs in my apartment. Wow. Game yeah. changer. <laughs> uh, stuff's great. <laughs> they have the lime Topo Chico, too. Ugh. You or like or yay. I mean, yay is what I Remember meant. when we were in Europe and you were like, what's with the fizzy water? And that girl was like, this is what an- like still water's what animals drink. Well, she was describing well, how ger- Europeans feel about it. Right. Because you can't get non-fizzy water fucking anywhere in Europe, and <laughs> no. I, that fi- that stuff is disgusting <laughs> to me. That's great. Yeah. And she was trying to just explain how Germans thought about it, and it was like, regular water is for dogs right. to drink out of a bowl. Something a swine right. would drink? Something a swine would drink? <laughs> anyway, so I, I haven't run into that in France as much when I've been there, so I don't. I think it might be a very German thing to be like, it's what swine drink. Yeah, but they also <laughs> like we drink improved water. We improved water. Why would you want to drink <laughs> that still water, you animals? Now this water hurts going down. <laughs> it <laughs> is this that better? This water does not help with a hangover. Why would you not want to drink oh, it? Oh, it totally helps me. When the water does not go down smoothly, it keeps you alert <laughs> and disciplined. <laughs> ah. So anyway, I was I was I was doing some shopping and I found this twelve pack of something called <laughs> called Liquid Death. Yeah. And it's and it's truly astonishing how much is the logo on this is can. awesome too. It's by the a, way, it's got a flaming screaming skull logo. <laughs> and if anyone in charge of Liquid Death is listening to this, we fully we, I totally want to. I we, bought a twelve pack. We fully bought a twelve pack of it, and we and we you know we appreciate any we're you know this is free advertising. Any consideration you you want, you know. The tagline for this stuff, it comes, and by the way, it comes in a black tall boy, like a 16 ounce can. It's got this awesome skull logo. It's got this screaming skull logo, and the tagline is Murder Your Thirst. Uh, and um, there's a long story on the back of, not a story, but there's like a description of what this water's going to do to you <laughs> on the back of the can. It reminds me of, uh, they used to be the, the, I forget the name of the company, but they made they still make beer like La Fin du Monde and Trois Pistoles. It's like a Belgian beer thing. Mm-hmm. And they have stories on the back of their bottles like Trois Pistoles, or one of them is like about how death came to this town and started a brewery. <laughs> like a spaghetti western beer or something? <laughs> like, seriously, I don't know. <laughs> Painted the town red. Anyway, so I'm going to read, I'm gonna no read one, this. Uh, there were no survivors. <laughs> I'm going to read the back of the can of, of liquid death sparkling and, and water. And keep in mind, you. keep in mind that like uh, while he's reading this, this is water. This is water. And yeah. it's not, also, it is not, it doesn't have booze in it or nothing. It's also just a 16 ounce can. It's not a 7 foot tall can. No, right. No, when you hear how much can. writing it is, is a, on the side of this it thing. It is a fucking it is a fucking can that's black. Yeah. And so it is it does look like it is frightening. It looks like malt liquor. It does yes. look like malt liquor. When when I when I opened it up and I was like, "Molly, check out what I bought." And she's like, well, "You bought a you bought a pack of fucking malt liquor?" I'm like, "No, it's it's Fizzy what is water. happening to you? It's fizzy water. <laughs> Should I be worried? Right? Would, would wait? Would she be surprised if you bought twelve pack of malt liquor? Uh, I don't know. Because I mean, usually sh- drink shitty beer. I wouldn't be surprised. If you right? Know. I mean, I would just do that to see what it is. Like, let's get this weird malt liquor thing. You know, it's like if they if they put out that Spike Lee fake forty, the bomb that's in like clockers. Oh, I and fucking stuff, I would wish. totally one hundred percent buy one. Yeah, Press I w- monkeys, everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's college again. <laughs> uh, okay, so liquid death. Uh, this infinitely recyclable can of stone-cold sparkling water came straight from the Alps to murder your thirst. <laughs> Our proprietary thirst-murdering process begins with proprietary. liquid... Proprietary. Begins with liquid death forming a rope of veins that will wrap around your thirst's head and strangle it. 
<laughs> I do love it. Once liquid death reaches your thirst's brain, all of your thirst's memories will be replaced with repeating loops of its own head imploding, which is exactly thirst, what happens next. Thirst has a head. <laughs> which is exactly what happens next by it causing your thirst's head to implode and its brain to squirt out of its ears, which I think is what the logo is is, is representing. It, it is here. a head being tortured. Yeah, it's I like a screaming up, skull. I looked up their other logos and they've got one that's just like the the Grim Reaper like reaping and shit too. So they it's have like a, they it's have a Stillwater version of this. Yeah, but okay. I, I'm not interested. I, I saw <laughs> another one of their logos and it's just one of the actual photos from the Manson murders. <laughs> <laughs> okay, there's a second paragraph. It's God. It's still. It's no. We're not done. We're not even close. Okay, so it's gonna cause your thirst head this to is the implode whole and its today, brain guys. to squirt out of its ears. Once your thirst has been murdered, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Moving the on. The soul of your thirst will begin to escape and float towards the ceiling. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Do not let it. It's like poltergeist. <laughs> At this point, drink a second sip. Is this just the just first? That was the first sip. sip. Unbelievable. At this Sip point, too. drink a second sip of liquid death to rip its soul back down and force it to begin gluing its own body parts together so that it can crawl back inside you and eventually grow into a fully formed thirst once again. Ingredients, mountain water, CO2. <laughs> it's just water. So this this can of water murders your thirst and then... But then it makes your, your, it makes thirst, your thirst come back. back. It's like a parasitic water it thirst It actually sounds killer. like... No, the thirst is the parasite. But well, the, at the end, it sounds like the water's not working because right. it murders your thirst and then is like, but take a second sip and that thirst will come back. And you're like, how but, long? but should I keep drinking this water then? I'm going to drink some regular water Wait a sec, though. and how, then I won't be thirsty. How long does it take for the thirst to reconstitute itself? Because does the third sip start the process all over again? Yeah, this happens very fast at basically a subatomic right. level. It's quantum. And so the yes. second sip is b- rebuilding the thirst just so the Maybe third the, sip can murder it again. Yes. Yeah, that's, Each that's, thirst has a that's full, hellish. But you want Full hellish life cycle. It's, it sounds like you have to end drinking it on an odd number of sips, though. Maybe because if you end on an even number, it's going. Your thirst will just have been rebuilt. You're just each with each <laughs> sip. You are mutilating. Are you ready to kill? Are you ready to th- have that thirst soul in purgatory? Yeah, you are. Okay. With each sip, you are. <laughs> I don't give a shit about torturing that thirst. and mutilating your thirst, <laughs> and then it's reassembling itself. It lives in a Sisyphean hell. Yeah, it's a Sisyphean uh, thirst quencher. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, I, I like. I think that they that the people who wrote that kind of realized once they got to that first sip part that they were going to have to like salvage this thirst and bring it back because they'll be like, well, what if they drink just one sip and they think they're done? We got to have them finish this thing. So now the thirst has to. We can't, be, we can't have our customers going around murdering it, thirst. It, the soul, its soul ascends towards the heavens. It almost reaches the promised land, and then yeah. it gets dragged back into its corpse. That it sounds is, like something that happened to Tony Goldwyn in Ghost. Cruel. It's just yes. like, oh no! He gets, he gets, he gets murdered in like a. He gets like killed in like a really fucking violent way. And then gets ripped down to hell. The, sh- the shadow demons come out and, and tear <laughs> that's, him that's screaming hell, down to hell. Like the hell is like you almost escape and then no, you're back in hell, and then you almost escape again and no, we got you back again. It's yeah, hellish. Because doesn't he like after he is brutally like impaled by that window yeah. pane? Doesn't he like his ghost kind of pop up and look at everybody and, and they're all kind of he's kind of like whoa? No, he sees Patrick Swayze and yeah, they yeah. look at each other and for like a brief minute they're like oh well, well I guess you know. I mean, We're all moving on, and then the demons come out and drag him to hell. Patrick Swayze gets to still go to heaven, even though he exacted, he helped exact revenge right. on his friend. But his friend was evil. His friend got him killed. That, by the way, I watched that not too long ago again, and it has some okay parts. Yeah, but like, uh, but like a lot of that movie is about this like fucking boring, uh, like uh, 
sort of scam, like money, like mm-hmm. uh, investment scam. Right. Like the whole plot is like, yeah, couldn't, he uncovers couldn't be Tony more, couldn't be more fucking scam. boring. Right. Like it's like so dull. It's like a lot of like Tony Goldwyn and Patrick Swayze sitting in front of computers in like an office. It's Tony it's like, Goldwyn in front of the computer, and then like Patrick Swayze's like looking over his shoulder, and he can't see him, and it's yeah. like, and they in the in the movie, and there's like the parts we remember is like barely the parts bar- right. in the movie. Like that's most the, of that's most of the movie is like this stupid plot about him figuring out this investment right. scam and like this murder mystery, and then the good parts like where uh, Whoopi Goldberg is doing a thing. Or yeah, like, where. Sh- uh, uh, what's Vincent his name? Schiavelli Vincent Schiavelli teaches him how to be a ghost. I'm like, this is your whole fucking movie. Yeah. Why are you? Why do we care about this thing? Yeah, I yeah. have a much more sinister word for it: <laughs> misappropriation. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Doesn't he learn how to like ghost hack? Doesn't he ghost hack at one point? Because yeah, Schiavelli teaches yeah. him how to touch stuff, and yeah, then he, he, he he's hacks like it. he's like typing into Tony Goldwyn's computer like "boo" or something over and over. I can't remember. <laughs> Boo! I'm a ghost. Boo! I'm a ghost. Whoopi Goldberg is great in that movie. She though. is funny. Oh, uh, Brown. It was one of those things because I was always like Whoopi Goldberg won an Oscar for Ghost, you know, it feels like a joke. And then you watch it and go like, you know what? This movie's not very good, but she's fuck. She's the by far the best part of that movie. She has she even has she's a like line really in the movie good. where she's like, it's cute, but it's very white. And I'm like, oh, you summed up the movie, right? <laughs> <laughs> Directed by one of them Zazz boys. Little Zazz boys. Mm. Uh, Director of First Director Night. Of First Night, a terrible film. Yep. Yeah. I think he did those two, and then that was pretty much, I'm sure he's done some like other mediocre stuff. Then the other one did uh, uh, American Carol. Oh Lord! And then the the other guy just kept doing like Jim real Abrams. low. Yeah, Jim Abrams just was like doing real low grade mafia. Jane Austen's stuff. mafia is I always he like worked to call on it. the Hot Shots. Yeah, I think he was involved in basketball. Mm. Wasn't one of them? Didn't one of them do Spy Hard? I rewatched Spy Hard not long ago. I hadn't seen it since it came out. It's that's a terrible movie. I, Except the, that Andy Griffith is the bad guy and Weird Al does yeah, the James Bond the, the, credits. I like the Weird Al song at the beginning. Like that's yeah. if you're gonna do that and you're those guys, you're like, yeah, let's do Weird Al. We'll do the the yeah. James Bond song. That's pretty cool. Andy Griffith is like. Uh, does he? What's does he have a funny name? Even I forget. He's just it's like, like General Havoc or something like that. <laughs> General Mayhem. Huh? Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it's speaking, a bad movie. Speaking of General Mayhem. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> I thought you were gonna say speaking of who cares. I mean, speaking, either way. I, I well before I almost said speaking of mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> speaking of middle of the road, uh, let's get to our. Whoa! Uh, literally. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, li- literally and figuratively, with all three of these, they're all they're all well. Some of them take place in on roads and in the middle of roads, and then they're all basically middle of the road. I don't know. Across I, the I board. think I think we have one really good one, one pretty interesting one, and one not so good. One. I think we have one with a great with a great central perf- with a great like uh, villain performance, yeah. and then and then the other one with actually they all have they all have good stuff. I, honestly, I'm like I'm like pretty much middle of the road with all one three of these. All right, so today's episode <laughs> we're going to call Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. And our first movie is Turbulence. Yeah. About a guy, about a, a, some, some Michigas on an airplane. <laughs> then, uh, then, then Switchback, which I remembered taking w- place way more on a train than it actually does. But th- it, does, it does climax on climax a train, on a and train. the train is like a the... A motif. And the train, the tr- you do see the train throughout, and then also like it's, it's an important plot point. Yes, with the with the two eighteen yeah. or whatever. I, I felt Which, when you find out it's a train. No, no, it, the train kind of. Plus, it's a great. I mean, plus it like totally it it's, fits squarely into what we're what we're doing here, and there is a train in it, so yeah. it counts. And then uh, and then finally, Joyride. Yeah, which is about which is like that's the automobiles. Automobiles there on the trucker, road. a deadly trucker, written, yeah. written by J. J. Abrams. J. J. Abrams, co-written by him and some other guy, and mm-hmm. produced by him as well. Directed which, by motherfucking John Dahl. John Dahl, that's right. And mm-hmm. Turbulence features a return uh, return performance from Ray Liotta. So this yeah. is like his fifth or sixth appearance on the podcast, something, or something like, like that. that. Will He's we, becoming one of our patron saints? Will we today find out 
who, who had, had sex, sex with, with Ray Liotta's wife? wife by Ray Liotta? <laughs> no, I don't think we will. No, Ray Liotta. We, we find out when Ray Liotta finds out. Yeah, exactly. If yeah, Ray Liotta out before he finds out, then we need to contact Ray him. Ray Liotta we'll does not out. know. For those of you afraid of flying, prepare to be terrified. For those of you who aren't afraid, enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> We've lost all communications with Transcon 47. Help me get this plane on the ground. This plane is not gonna land! You should be close to exceeding the structural limits of the airframe. She's got a fire. He's crazy! Yeah. Do not open the door. Miss, let's delay our flight. What's FAA procedure in a situation like this? I don't think there's ever been a situation like this. I'm 35,000 feet in the air and I'm smarter than you! is actually flying the aircraft. Say your prayers. We thank you for flying Transcontinental Airlines. I don't know. It wasn't me. It's been That's going. like one of those things where like, if God exists when you go to heaven, what would you ask him? Yes. Who had who sex, had sex with, with Ray Liotta's wife? Yeah, who built the pyramids? Turns when out it was the you're, Egyptians. When you're ever on who's, who, uh, inside the actor's studio, that's how I want you to answer that question. <laughs> that would be awesome. Do you remember the... Do you um, remember? James, what I really need to know is uh, who had sex with Ray Liotta's wife? <laughs> and just standing ovation. Did you ever, uh, did you it, ever see Because the, it wasn't Ray Liotta. No, it wasn't. Sure, it sure as hell wasn't Ray Liotta. Did you ever see the, 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 norm, the norm bit where he's Clint Eastwood and Will Ferrell is interviewing him as James Lipton? And he's like, you know, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you get there? And he goes, he goes I think that James Lipton is in hell being raped by the devil would bring a pleasant sound to my ears. <laughs> yeah, damn. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. R.I.P. James Lipton. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I used to watch that show all the time, and I remember that when the, those stupid questions would happen, and, and that was like the third one, I think, when you get to heaven, what would you hear God say? And everybody goes, well done. Yeah. <laughs> everybody says that. And then Ooh. everyone goes, oh, that's so charming and wonderful. Ugh. Fucking actors. Well done. <laughs> Welcome to heaven. It's going to get pretty boring pretty fast. Except Ray Liotta, when he was on there, he said... Who had sex with my <laughs> wife? Sex with my wife by me. What would you like to hear God say? I'd like him to say wh- who had sex with I'd like my him wife. to tell me who had sex with my then, wife. Then my soul could rest easy. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. It's not me. Yeah. <laughs> my soul is turbulent right now. <laughs> I was disappointed in this movie for one very small reason. It's a... Uh, Lauren Holly's character is not named Karen, so he doesn't shout Karen. I know. Her. I thought her she was is, for a second. Her name is Terry, though, if I'm not mistaken. He's always going, Terry! Yeah. Terry! Terry! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ray Liotta is like the showcase of this movie. Yeah. Because then, then there's like... There's it's scenes, a very there's, silly There film. are scenes that I found kind of interminable where she's like learning how to fly a plane <laughs> from some British dude. And I'm no, like, that's Ben Cross. That's Ben uh, Cross. I don't know who Ben Cross is. He's been uh, tons of shit. He's been on a lot of TV. He, was in, like, he did a lot of like genre stuff in the 80s. He was uh, a big yeah. TV staple for a long time. Okay, well, he's some British guy who's been in a bunch of stuff. I do believe I hear <laughs> wedding bells in the future oh for, my those, God. for those two. They, di- they didn't actually, they really should have done this. I, I know. Thought, well, they should have been made out. 
at the end when they meet together because <laughs> they, they didn't they didn't do any of the work yeah. in building a romance, but you can tell at the end that that's what they're targeting. Right. So just have them fucking make out. Who at cares? the end, they should have turbulent. They should have made out, and then Ray Liotta should have jumped out of there and still been alive <laughs> somehow because Harry because he died. That he dies. Well, spoiler <laughs> yeah. alert: he dies. He yeah. dies like with 15 minutes left in the movie, and then it's just them going like, "Okay, here's how you're gonna land the plane," and then they have to yeah. shoot a, a truck off of the landing gear. This was awesome. This movie's fucking rad. I really like. I love it. Ray Liotta is freaking just incredible in this movie. He's so yeah, much he, fun. He even it's one he of, is the highlight. He is oh, having yeah. so much fun. He's making all these. He's mugging. He's literally oh, mugging. It's so good. There's a part that where he that he mugs. It's when he's standing outside uh-huh, of the. Uh-huh. You remember that? And, yeah, and, he's, and like, he's bullshitting. Yeah, yeah. And he says something that he can. He even he thinks is the biggest piece of bullshit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he does like it, a whole I, face. I rewound it and watched it like five times. You got to put that incredible. on the Instagram. He like is like, okay. Yes. Yeah, it's really fun. It's fucking wild. So <laughs> whenever he's not in the movie, I was kind of like tuning out because I think Lauren Holly is actually kind of bad at it. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's adequate. When we started, when yeah, we started I just watching this. It, it's like this movie has a lot of stuff that, where it could be good. Yeah. Like I feel like it could be better. Like there's a whole, they set up, there's only like five other passengers on this plane and then they just put those guys in cargo yeah, yeah, for yeah. the whole movie and I'm like, <laughs> Man, couldn't you like like I I wanted it to be like a thing where like all these passengers have like a whole you know right. it, it felt like they set that like up. that stupid movie Identity where it's like kind all of. these people well are not like, that they're all the same guy no no, no but I that know what they, you mean but, but like that they were all gonna conflict with each exactly. other exactly like that yeah. well they, or that, like they would at least interact with people yeah it, except for like two scenes and then he goes like go away from the movie yeah. forever. Yeah. It's, it's you know it's it's pretty cheap and poorly 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 written. I don't think it's poorly directed. I think it looks pretty good. It's fun. It's directed the guy who directed this Robert Butler. Mm. He's he's like a journeyman. The Butler did it. Yeah, he's just <laughs> he's just like journeyman director. He's done a lot of TV, but he he I was going through his whole filmography and he directed like the three Disney Kurt Russell movies when Kurt Russell was a teenager. Peter War Tennis Shoes. Yes, he directed that. He directed that one, and now you see him now. Shaggy you don't. DA. And yes. <laughs> no He's wait, not Shaggy DA. What's the one uh, the, with the chimp? There's one with the ch- Kurt Russell and a chimp. Chimp man. Chimp man. <laughs> Death proof. Shit. Hail to the chimp. Uh, anyway, he directed <laughs> all all of those. That's kind of cool. And is chimpanzee or me? I don't know. <laughs> oh boy. Wow. Coffee tea or chimp? <laughs> That's the porn version. No. <laughs> Gross. Uh, what, uh, what's turbulence about? So turbulence is. <laughs> <laughs> Turbulence is about how there's this serial killer, Ray Liotta. They, they briefly try to make you think, like, maybe he's not the serial killer, and then it's just like, no, he's a fucking serial killer. So then it's the Earth's crust, warm air rises. <laughs> Cold air descends. Like Turbulence? That. Yeah. <laughs> so he gets a, he gets arrested in the first scene where because the, the feds stop him in the act of about to kill uh, Callie Thorne yep. from The Wire. <laughs> McGulty's wife from The Wire. Uh, and and he gets he gets arrested and uh, he's protesting his innocence the entire time. But it's clear that he's like you know some crazy serial killer dude because he's constantly talking about how like he uh, he's in love with all these women and that's his mo. It's like he dates these women and makes yeah. them fall for he's him. He's the lonely hearts killer, something like something that. like that. And what's fun about it is that in for the they do, the a, first they do a Silence of the Lambs like riff thing, like a spin where it's like they're chasing him doing one thing and you think well, they, that they make you think he's going to Lauren, Lauren Holly's, Holly's house. house. Yeah, right. but it's, yeah. she's really just, going to Kelly Thorne's and she's house. just getting stood up by a man. Yeah, <laughs> which makes her but sad. It, but in this opening stuff and in about the first half <clears> of the movie, it's not like you don't think that Ray Liotta is innocent. He's constantly saying that he's innocent, but he's not in full he's on not crazy psycho mode. mode. Right, and, that's what I mean. And when he's talking to this lady, he's just like you, you see him in the hustle part part of it instead yeah. of the killing. You see him in the hustling and like I love you and yeah. we're meant to be together and this is like the the first part of his of his old yeah. mo and then he and then Hector Elizondo who is yeah. his nemesis 
uh, and Gary Marshall's <laughs> go-to casting. guy. He's uh, also Gary Marshall's nemesis. <laughs> yeah. That's why you put him in all his movies. He's, keep your enemy, keep your friends close, close, but your enemies closer. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Werner Herzog and Klaus You know, one time, <laughs> one time, Elizondo had oh, someone to kill me. Elizondo, <laughs> I had to shoot at him with a rifle. But he God, can believe such a thing. God damn, was he a great actor? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Hector Elizondo, you know, uh, Ray Liotta is his white, white whale, but he does actually plant evidence. Yeah, he because like, that's the thing is that they is that they they don't. You never. I don't know that you're supposed to think or that you do think that Ray Liotta is not a serial killer, but they do for briefly for the beginning of the movie. They you, before he starts like full on being like a crazy person for the rest of the movie. He it's like it's like. Maybe he didn't do it there, because he keeps saying like they you planted this evidence and then Hector Elizondo his partner's like I got a question for you though just between us two friends cop friends did you do it and he's like hell yep. yeah I did it and you're like oh so he'll say, okay he'll say it to anybody well, who's they're, listening. they're also I planted evidence because this guy fucking belongs in jail and you're like but that will get him not in jail if just, they find that out and try ah, whatever just keep it to yourself they're also man. trying to do a thing where where maybe they're trying to set up that Brendan Gleeson is going to be the movie's right, villain right because Brendan Gleeson gets on the plane with him too and he's a bank robber. He's a bank robber with an atrocious, typical British actor Southern American right. accent. Which British actors cannot do the Southern American accent. Quite possibly <laughs> the worst accent that we've ever done on this show. Certainly, certainly terrible. But I mean, I, mean, like, I, I feel know. like I feel like no, absolutely. I feel like Public Enemy number one on the British dudes doing Southern accents has got to be Ewan McCracken. But this was worse. God, I feel like this was. worse I think this was so much I've like Ewan McCracken. I'm not do. saying that this is better or worse. I'm just saying McCracken does yeah. it. Too many times. Oh yeah. Oh, right, right. oh yeah. I'm not. Brendan Gleeson is usually not doing an act. He's usually yeah. doing his regular. I don't know. Accent. And he would have been fine to do his regular. Yeah. Accent it doesn't here. make Why any not? sense that he doesn't just sound like Brendan Gleeson. Yeah. Like it's... I woke off from the south, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what if he'd pretended? To, what if he'd been a, still so a southern weird. bank robber, but had his Irish accent? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what do you want with these crawdads? That's fine. Get at least. me a whole barrel of molasses. Like, honestly, it would have been fine because I would have understood anything he said. Can I have some he's chickens like, and cornbread, please? He's doing some <laughs> accent where he's, like, chewing on a fucking a whole entire haggis or something. You know and you what can't I, understand a fucking thing Irish he's haggis. saying. You know what I don't care for is that war on northern aggression. <laughs> you know what I can't sleep through is turbulence. <laughs> Warm air rises, cold air descends. Solar radiation hits the earth's crust. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't hold with it. Get me a spittoon so full of lemonade. <laughs> so they capture they capture Ray Liotta right away in the first scene. Yeah. yeah. And he's in jail. And then apparently he's already it's some it, it's implied that he's already been convicted by the time he's on the plane. They're right. like because they're all the stewardesses and the uh, sorry flight attendants. They point right. that out. Uh, are like talking to each other and they're like he's been he's going to jail. They're going to jail. Like both of these guys are going to like death row. Yeah. Or and whatever. And they're flying them commercial on Christmas. On Christmas. This yeah. is a Christmas movie. It's Christmas Eve and honestly I've flown on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day and there's way I, more people on the plane. Pl- people are on planes on Christmas Eve. They keep, yeah, I think people keep, want you to going believe. like of course there's nobody on this plane. It's Christmas Eve. It's so like, weird. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Christmas Day they're actually like you can. It's easier to get. There's like flights, but Christmas Eve, Christmas yeah. Eve, the flights are fucking full because that's when everybody's like, I guess I have to fucking yeah, go right. somewhere now. And the the plane is decorated. It has like tinsel and Christmas lights all and over. It's one of those huge, huge planes. And it's, got too. An it's like an upstairs downstairs plane. It's decorated to an Whatever irresponsible. Yeah, yeah. There's too. Christmas trees everywhere. There's fucking Christmas trees on this thing. Yeah. yeah. And, I was uh, like, why I aren't mean, there like open candles? It's, yeah. it's absurd. You know it's, what I mean? It makes for a like. We got a fire pit here. It makes it fun later. 
when like you know Rayleigh is chasing up. her around yeah. the plane and there's like crazy lights and decorations yeah, falling all over the place. Around. But as something on an actual plane, I for mean, anybody who's been, which is probably everybody listening, is anybody who's been on a plane, you would not. If you walked no. on that plane, you would not want. You'd be like, uh, can you maybe, I don't know, not have all that shit that might fall, there fall are, on there people? There's three living reindeer on this plane, <laughs> shitting everywhere. Actual it's, Santa I, Claus is flying the plane. You bring up something interesting though, because that's one of the things I really liked about this movie is how like overtly contrived it is. Is it just to be a fun machine? Like when shit, you, you're like looking around, going like they would never do this, but you're also thinking like, but when stuff starts to happen, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is gonna be fun. Yeah. I mean, that's what I liked about the movie. I, I don't think it's the movie's stupid. bad. I just think it's sort of dumb. And I, it's the kind of I movie mean, that sort I of wish... Sort of dumb, I think, is charitable. That it's I wish could... Ridiculous. I mean, it's, it's super dumb, but <laughs> that I wish could have... It was that kind of thing where I feel like it's like, this could... Right, if it had a this script, could be, I mean... This could be a little better, and it just takes, like, one rewrite or something yeah. to, like, actually be, like, the dumb thriller it is and kind of a little com- better. Compared to some of the other dumb fucking shit we've watched, like, Untraceable, which, you know, well, should be as fun as this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah it's, it's certainly not dour. Not a lot of movies like this have a fucking Ray Liotta Ray putting Liotta. the whole goddamn thing on his shoulders. It's amazing. And he is just a hoot. And there's lots of them in it, too. Yes. Well, and he, like, because, yeah, and he's, and, and he's doing the whole, it's kind of like when we did Cage, well, last episode, a couple episodes ago, and it was like we kind of through those movies ran the whole gamut of yeah. cage acting. Ray Liotta's doing; he gets to do like you know why Ray Liotta signed on to this movie because he read the script and went like, "Oh, this will uh, this will be fun. I can yeah. do like, all this." And stuff he's doing that I everything because do. he's doing like low key Ray Liotta where he's like, "I didn't do it," and he's char- and he's charming. He's tra- yeah. he's like doing the charming Ray Liotta's like, "I'm just talking to you. I'm a guy, and you're a pretty lady, and I'm I'd like to get to know you a little." He's doing and then he, and then he goes sinister Ray and, then he, and then he does and he does. Overtly sinister Ray Liotta, and then he does Ray Liotta where he's like shrugging at the camera and stuff, and go like, "Well, he's like mugging at the camera," and you're like, "Man, this is fucking. It's a joy there, to there watch. It is a it, joy to watch." There is, they they love Ray Liotta's cackle so much in this, and they and I actually watched the preview for it too, uh-huh. which is fu- I, if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend it because the the preview, like everybody involved in this, is like this movie is about Ray Liotta's cackle. Yeah. You know what's awesome is Ray Liotta's cackle, and at the very end of the the trailer, it like the plane goes run. It's like real loud, and, and then the plane goes flying right at the screen, yeah. and then the music fades away, and you just hear, awesome. and then it goes turbulence, because like great. you know what people want, because it's cackle, because it's the type of movie that like Ray Liotta. So Ray Liotta's going crazy on this plane, basically when hunting after this one yeah, he, flight attendant. He wants, who's he left. wants Lauren Holly for his victim because she's one of the flight attendants. And also, there's like a whole bunch of stuff going on yeah. where he wants to crash the plane and shit, or wants the plane to crash because he's his, gonna. His plan changes by the minute, but uh, uh, it's pretty loose. Yeah. Also, he, uh, Catherine Hicks. He kills Catherine Hicks, who's yeah. the other the other flight attendant, the lady from Star the, Trek. Four. I know. The, and the, the mom the, from the Seven Heaven. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Seventh Heaven Mom. But it's all about Ray Liotta like yeah. being being crazy being, and chasing Lauren Holly. Being crazy and chasing her around and stuff. But if but if, but for about the first half, he's just the kind the kind of guy he, you know because he's a psychopath, right? And so he's in that well, the, the first part of the psychopath mode where he's pretending to be a human being, and he's like really trying to be a charmer. And so if he sees anybody, Lothario. yeah, particularly women, but honestly, with almost anybody, he's just like, "Hi, how you doing?" Hello, right. what's your favorite movie? Like, even when they come, like, <laughs> hey, what would you like to drink? And he's like, well, what would you like? What do you yeah. like? What do you like? What is this guy like? Yeah. Constantly, like, char- trying to charm everybody. And, like, and it kind of works. Even though he's he's brought on board as a criminal, you can see, like, some of the flight attendants are like, I don't yeah. know, he seems, seems nice. nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he, he says he didn't do it. Well, they, that's they even do it. Stop around and go, I'm going to kill every one of your fucking <laughs> flight attendants here. <laughs> I'm going to kill every one of you. <laughs> 
Oh, what did he say? Well, well I don't. We don't know. I'm from the south. <laughs> where, where, where about in the south? So one of the states. One the of those swamper south. I don't know. He There's, asked for a Guinness. Wisconsin in the south. I'm not sure. I'm from Ireland. <laughs> I mean, Ireland, Missouri. Frankenstein's monster. Ridiculous. Basically. <laughs> fucking ridiculous. Fire bad. <laughs> and it's he absurd. Is a, he's a psychopath, too. This, but is, the, but this is also the kind of movie where, like, it's like it's reliant on a idiot plot kind of thing. It's reliant on other characters constantly doing things where you're going, don't do that. Yeah, like and they like, don't, and it's things they don't have to do. Like, right. you're like, you could just not do that in the movie and you'd be fine. And then they constantly go, like, no, wait, we do need to take this guy to the bathroom. Right. And Lauren Holly's always like, I do need to leave this locked room where I'm safe from the psychopath like four times. You're like, no, you. and she literally doesn't. She could like not do that. And then they would land and catch the guy. Up until, up until the point that Ray Liotta finds an axe. <laughs> yeah, and then does a shining a, a, a kind of plane, thing. Yeah. He finds this is a also, plane axe. This is a pre-9-11 movie, so it's like, that's oh, yeah. true. The, the cockpit's not reinforced, and, uh, and you know, you can get stuff onto an airplane. Right. It's a lot more lax. Well, no, there's just an axe on that airplane right. for, like... Axe needs. I guess. It's, da- it's down by all the computer stuff. So. Before, people don't <laughs> where know you that. Keep, where you keep your axe. Where you keep your axe. Before like, 9-11, where do you, keep you, your could, axe? you could bring a small gun onto the plane with you. Yeah. Like, you couldn't, bring a, mach- you couldn't bring a machine gun. No, no way. I mean, you were. it was on your honor to leave that machine gun behind. <laughs> but you could bring, like, you know, a 45. Machetes. A, you could definitely chainsaw. bring machetes. I would usually bring a machete just for the Pitch fun of fork. it. Pitchfork. Yeah. Well, the pilot <laughs> The pilot takes away the uh, one of the FBI agents. Or the FBI? I don't know if you're going to cops he takes away one of the cops uh i think they are fbi because then later on hector alexando is dressing down the fbi guy because they're all dumb fbi guys right. it's like die hard it's like they they got the same fbi guys from die hard where they're like you know who's bad cops fbi agents <laughs> they're the worst they're the one worst of them, kind one of, of cops. them actually isn't die hard yeah yeah i think he's i think oh, yeah. he's uh one of he's the one FBI of agents isn't he's, it uh grant uh johnson johnson it's he's, one of the johnsons he's the, the, johnson, he's yeah, the yeah. johnson it isn't robert davi yeah. yeah his name is grant yeah he's in a ton of he's he somehow survived he somehow survived die, die hard and then was like we're gonna put him on this this will be a cushy job for this guy who's bad at, oh my god he fucked this up too <laughs> <laughs> but he's not the one that takes brendan gleason into the bathroom i gotta drain the old lizard I've been drinking lemonade and what? Uh, no, he is the one who star. takes him into the bathroom. Oh, he is the one that takes yeah, him into the bathroom? Yeah, and then he gets killed first. And then and the other Brendan guy Gleason, gets killed. Brendan Gleason kills him with a, like a, a soap dispenser. It's a soap dispenser in the in the airplane bathroom. <laughs> he like takes it apart while they're in the cramped bathroom together. I'm taking like, a real long piss here. Hurry up. He's like, I'm drinking a long time doing soap in my hands. It's one thing about southern people is that we like clean hands. <laughs> Famous for a hygiene. <laughs> now get me some of that content. Tucker Fried Irish Whiskey. And I and I, th- I swear to God, I, I, I didn't rewind to make sure, but it, it is like the soap, the, the the part of the soap dispenser that like sucks the soap out of the yeah. bottle, and he stabs him with this, and I think that there's some blood might squirt yeah. out of the top of it. It's pretty good. Which it's pretty, pretty bloody. Pretty great. A little great. bit. A little bit. Yeah. But it, but Not it enough is, for my taste. He's covered in blood and stuff like that, and then he pops out, and he's just sort of the like... The other guy's like, what's going on there? He's got his gun out, and then Brendan Gleeson just kills him. Yeah. <laughs> and then my favorite my favorite, the, my favorite idiot move in this movie probably is the pilot. He's <laughs> like, I got to go see what's going on yeah. there. And he like leaves He leaves the cockpit, and he gets killed immediately. Yeah. Like well, he's, he's halfway down the stairs, and he's like... He doesn't. I don't think he says what's going on. Some guy just shoots him. Well, we need to point out that this movie is about three percent science fiction, right? Because this plane is like the most, as they keep saying, the most high tech. For some reason, this plane 
is the van, the vanguard plane. of planes. Yeah. And it's, it's like the, br- I think it's it's like like the newest it's plane. In, yes, it's like its maiden voyage. It has this ultra, it lands itself, mm-hmm. which I still, I don't think is a thing. Even now, I don't. I, I wouldn't I, be able to tell I you. I do yeah. not. Know. I'm pretty sure it's not. But uh, but this this plane, and I, I would also like to point out, this plane is the actual hero of the movie, <laughs> because Lauren Holly's just kind of fucking around the yeah, whole time, and, and, and the plane gets them through a fucking storm of hurricane, and then lands itself. But also at the upside, end. Down. upside down, upside <laughs> down. Yeah, it's incredible. She pulls, she pulls a Denzel in flight. Yeah. <laughs> And she's not even on coke. Uh, you know how hard that is drunk. to do? At least he was on coke. You know how hard he that is to do He was fucking hammered and on coke. <laughs> Nobody could have done that. That's why he was so good at flying. Because of the coke. <laughs> it's a performance. It I was do. because of the blow. I do agree. I like. I do actually like Flight a lot. It's a great but movie. I, but I've also always been like, you know what? <laughs> fucking, that's awesome. Make that guy, <laughs> let that guy fly drunk all the time. He fucking, that was amazing it's what only, he it's did. It's only because he didn't save like two of them. Yeah. Right, because two people died. He it's saved like, everybody else. Yeah. I mean, it's an advertisement for cocaine. Right? It's, in, it's an advertisement for having John Goodman as your drug dealer, too. <laughs> that movie is a movie that I remember watching in the theater, and it, I was like, oh, Flight, yeah, this will be pretty good. Oh, Zemeckis. And then it opens with full frontal nudity and Denzel Washington doing drugs <laughs> off of like a naked lady or something. It's great. And you're like, wow, okay. And his name is Whip Whitaker. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Like this, I'm like, oh, I thought this was a movie where uh, Denzel's a pilot and he's got to fight for his, uh, oh, shit, it's about, this is what it's about. It's, okay, <laughs> sure. It's Denzel snorting a line off a dick. <laughs> wow, Pull I didn't that expect rail. that movie to start All right, that let's, go, let's go fly a plane. <laughs> <laughs> let's go do a barrel roll on that bitch. <laughs> if Denzel's character from Flight was the pilot in this movie, it would be a lot shorter. Did you plane, think that if you walked... He would have flipped it somehow only killing Ray Liotta and been like, now nah, let's go home, but he, do a, he does a bump. Does a bump. <laughs> this plane doesn't need a, th- doesn't need a pilot because it's a super plane. No, it doesn't. It's if Denzel plane. Washington was my pilot, I would want him to be on cocaine. Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, I would insist on it. I want most people to be on <laughs> cocaine just because I want people to be happy. You know? <laughs> I, I wish the best for people. Uh, yeah, this plane, this plane like is... The, on autopilot most of the time because the co-pilot also gets taken out pretty quickly. Yes. So well, I don't think Ray Liotta even kills him. He just dies because he sits because he stands up when there's turbulence. You think there's going to be <laughs> these scenes... pilots are terrible. At their you, jobs. You, you see. You think there's going to be scenes because there are scenes where like Lauren, like all the pilots are dead real quick, and Lauren Holly's just in the cockpit by herself. She doesn't know how to fly a pay- plane. And then she's talking to someone in the tower or wherever. It's a and British you're, guy. And you're like, and now they're going to tell them she's she's talking to Jeffrey D. Munn, who is like a staple of Frank Darabont's <laughs> yeah, movies. Yeah. Oh wow. But the, but uh, you think it's going to be, this is the scene where they talk her through flying, and they always just go, okay, push this button, push that button. All right, the autopilot's on, it's fine. Yeah. And then you can go ahead, you can move about the but cabin if you want. She can't because there's a fucking insane serial killer running around stealing the movie. <laughs> but it takes a little while to get to that point, because for a little while, Brendan Gleeson is the... Uh, is the He's the uh, wild card, sort of. Yeah, he and kills then, a bunch. He he also is a psychopath who kills a bunch of people. Right, absolutely. Yeah. But he but he but Ray Liotta points out that he like uh, he's like he's a professional, and you're like well, that's not what I've seen so far. <laughs> <laughs> he's a professional, so he's not going to kill someone. He's like that's right. I'm a professional. <laughs> I'm the most professional. <laughs> and uh, sorry for all the slopper, folks. And he's just he's just like shooting the gun wildly around, and Ray Liotta's kind of going like, "This is uh, this is untenable," and uh, you know, uh, even though later on Ray Liotta's just fucking going berserk anyway. He's just like, but "I also want the plane." To he's, crash. he's sort of like, yeah. I, "I don't know if they were in on this plan together, or if the plan was impromptu, or whatever." You can't really tell. And at a certain point, Brendan Gleeson's like, "I'm gonna just start shooting all these cops," and Ray Liotta kills him. 
Yeah. And so now Ray Liotta's in charge. And for like a five minute span, even the stewardesses, like uh, the Star Trek. Catherine O'Hara. Star- Catherine, or Catherine O'Hara, not Cat- Catherine Hicks, excuse me. Quail lady from Star Trek Four is like, you've saved us. Yeah, yeah. And Lauren Holly's like, like, I think you're a good guy. And he's like, yeah, I am a good guy. Absolutely. <laughs> they do point out that he's a handsome serial killer yeah. in the vein of uh, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy, he is directly <laughs> compared to Ted Bundy. And, then, and and this is like whole deal. But he's so handsome. Yeah, well, so was Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> well, so because you're for every <laughs> gotcha, for the, for the he can't record, be a zero killer because Ted he was Bundy, handsome. Not that attractive, in my opinion. He's all right. I think Ted Bundy is bay. Let's <laughs> <laughs> go on the record. It's good that we're on the record with that. It's good. I mean, it was a different time, Matt. That's yeah, true. It's you know? true. Beauty standards. He had that. He had that nebbishy, like Dustin yeah. Hoffman intellectual thing. Going Sophie's on. been watching Nowadays, a lot of. If you uh, want to be Ted Bundy, you have to work out six hours be a day. You gotta be like Channing Tatum. So, yeah, Sophie's been watching those... a lot of uh, Knots Landing, and oh, all yeah. the guys in that show are like Ted Bundy. Is she translating Knots level Landing? handsome? You're like these guys are all about Ted Bundy. Is she just watching that for fun? Yeah, just for fun. It's awesome. Great show. <laughs> it's great. It's great. <laughs> we watched a lot of 90210 Also, that's a whole I, other story. I watched Knots Landing every <laughs> week when I was a kid. Was that the one with Lorenzo Llamas? No. No. What, what, what am I? Oh, Falcon, Falcon Crest. Crest. <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, Ray Liotta is, uh, it's just this brief moment of time where it's where Ray Liotta's convinced people that he's, you know, going to be doing the right thing, and everyone's like, ah, oh, maybe he's not a killer, and uh, everything's going to be fine. And I don't remember what precipitates it, but at a certain point, he just snaps. <laughs> he just flips the switch over to just running around and killing. Do you, would, well, he do you goes, remember there being a precipitating he, moment? You, you think he's not as crazy, and then he kills the... He kills Catherine Hicks, well, he makes yeah. it, which is he, really brutal. He killing. forces Ugh. them to... He yeah. forces them to lock everybody else except for her and Lauren Holly, mm-hmm. uh, who I in believe who I believe is in the cockpit at this time, talking to the uh, to Ben Cross to and uh, what's and her name from Total Recall, Rachel Ticketon. Yeah, yeah, um, Rachel Ticketon in the yeah in the t- control tower. Yeah. And, like, trying to figure. Out, I need to figure out how to fly this plane because the. Uh, she doesn't know that the co-pilot is dead at this point. She thinks he's just passed out. Right. <laughs> because Ray Liotta's like, I went up there. Uh, he's fine. Um, he's a little unconscious right now, but he's okay. He'll be okay. He's not dead like the other pilot, but uh, anyway, go ahead and uh, do what you got to do. And then he lock, he make, and then he like, all these characters who've been set up, like you kind of like, oh, so this old couple and this skateboard right. boy, they're going to, you know, something's going to happen. Boy. Something's going to happen where they're like, they're like, oh, they're going to, you know, interact right. with Ray Liotta or something. And, he, and he's like, no. nah, he just locks him in the cargo hold of the plane for the rest of the movie. Even when it's upside down, you're like, oh, man, those people might have died back there when the plane gets upside down. But, you know. No, they put him up in that cargo hold and it might as well be like a padded uh, room or right, something yeah. like that because they're doing they're barrel just, rolls and They're just and frozen shit. in carbonite until yeah, the movie's yeah, exactly. over. Apparently, because at the end, they're just like, whoa, that was, oh, we're fine. <laughs> There's not even a bruise on us. Nope. I, I completely we forgot preserved. about them too because you don't see them again until the end of the movie. No, and you're and like, they, oh, right, there were other passengers. At, at one point, point Ray at one point he goes, like, he goes I killed all of them. And, and I kind of went like, I was like, well, we didn't see the scene there was no scene where he we saw him kill all of them, but did he kill all of them? Right. Like, are we going to yeah. find out he killed all of them? And then, of course, at the end, he no. did not kill all of them, and they're fine. Yeah. But also, you're he like, did, how are they all? Romance f- them. How are they all fine? <laughs> but I guess the big the big switch flipping scene is uh, Ray, uh, Ray Liotta talking to Star Trek Four. Yeah, and then he, that's right and, after and she locked, they lock all the people. Well, up. They lock all the people up, and he's like. She's like, you're smarter than all the others, aren't mm. you? I can tell that's gonna be a problem. Because yeah. he starts getting real mean with her. Yeah, because he, he does. Goes, she doesn't like him either, and he doesn't like that she doesn't like yeah. him. Yeah, he's got a little Hannibal Lecter quality where he likes to really know people and like fully understand people. And he's like, he's talking about how much of a used up old hag that she is. It's like, <laughs> oh, a perfectly nice, perfectly fine looking woman. And he's like, your plumbing's getting rusty. What more do you have to look forward to, Maggie? And then uh, Maggie's like pointing a gun at him, and he's like. 
can you kill? I started with squirrels and birds and moved on to cats and girls. <laughs> it's hilarious. <laughs> and uh, and then he just chokes her to death. It's pretty fucked up. It's pretty brutal. Pretty brutal murder. Yeah, it takes a while. <laughs> and he like strangles her. Yeah. He's, and then so at this point the switch has been flipped and he's full on maniacal. He's like, I'm on a plane. We're forty thousand feet in the air. I'm gonna just let he's my got freak flag fly. Let's yeah. do this, and baby. He's, and he's having so much fun. And he's being crazy. And I think Lauren Holly had seen him be crazy, and she knows that he's like, that like at this point. We know, and she knows that like this guy is not innocent yeah. of being a serial killer. Yeah. Yet there's still a part where he goes like, "It's your friend. Uh, she needs help," <laughs> and she's like locked in the pilots, and she could just be like, "That sucks," <laughs> but I'm not coming out because Everybody, you're gonna kill she's me. She's heroic. She's heroic. The, the people that are talking, I know. The, it's the people supposed that are talking to, be, to her also dumb. over yeah. the intercom are going, "Whatever you do, do not leave the cabin. Right. No yeah. matter what thing. he says, yeah. he is the bad guy." Like, and she's like, "But do my not friend," leave and they the go, cabin. "And they go, well, that sucks for your friend." And they're right. And you're like, right. "It's not they're absolutely not, right." Well, it's well, like that thing where it's like not not heroic to like sure. go save your friend because you are going to does does anybody who's trying to talk her out of leaving the cockpit actually say like, "No, she's probably dead already." I think so. I feel I, they're like, really trying. I feel like someone does because there's a bunch. At some point, there's like 20 people in this air, yeah. air t- t- uh, control tower, and there's like an FBI guy there who who everybody hates because they're like these FBI guys can't do anything right. That part of the movie is real <laughs> tough because it's like Hector Elizondo, Rachel Ticketon, who I adore, but you know she's not not not, not a lot to do here, no. and Jeffrey D. Munn, and uh, and then Ben Cross in the other airplane, yeah. and it's like, you know, this might have. This might have generated some sparks if you had some better actors. Here. Well, just like also, it's like every time you see the tower, it's just like these crowd shots of all these different mm-hmm. characters standing there, and then some guy at some point who's in there that's just like gets one of the, the microphone. He, and- he gets mad, he gets mad. He's like, mm-hmm. "I'm mad about how you guys are doing this wrong," and like walks off, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then someone else just sits down at his station, and you're like, "It doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter who's that's here." That's right. There's, there's the one guy. That, there's the one guy yeah. who actually is like, "No, this is fucked up." Whenever, and he just like storms off. Whenever it was do it, whenever it was that stuff, which is actually like a lot it's a of, chunk the movie, of the movie yeah. like I, it would killed it for me because it was like uh, it's just her, it's just them t- telling her how to turn on right. autopilots and stuff <laughs> just get that autopilot <laughs> and, back on again and it's just like oh my god right. like, and no meanwhile reason. Ray Liotta is out there going like hey what about me and you're like yeah what about the fucking crazy right. guy there's <laughs> no reason to take this movie out of the fucking phone booth you know exactly. what I mean like stay on the plane <laughs> seriously like just have have it be on Ray Liotta always all the time yeah you know like have the autopilot be on and then she doesn't even need to be in the cockpit right. talking then, to then anybody. it can just be like them chasing each other through this big plane yeah and there's, I mean that is pretty much what the, like, the that's last, like the last 25 that's minutes that's like a lot of the movie is, which is great well and yeah it, like it's a lot of them just him just chasing her around she like at some point smarts up but like you know and shuts this door that apparently can she should have done a while ago that like shuts the top part where the cockpit is off from the bottom part of the plane she like have you ever been on one of these planes with steps i have i want to do this one i've seen it before i don't think it's real uh, where there's like the top area yeah, that you can go to. It's I just a movie been, thing. I've been on one of them before. Oh, you have? I certainly didn't get to go up there, so I can't put Yeah, they don't let that, you up there. That's where I the first class people go. That's right. You're in steerage. Yeah. <laughs> I was under a seat. <laughs> yeah. I was curled up under someone's seat. You were down there with all the Irish people yeah. from Titanic. <laughs> with, with Brendan Gleeson. But we were the real people. We were dancing and sweating and drinking beer. And yeah. all great those, great all those, movie. All those rich people were miserable movie. in their corsets and their... <laughs> Seven course meals. <laughs> I would like to see my drawings. <laughs> we're all miserable because we're rich. It's awful. Picasso. 
Anyway, <laughs> what a schmuck. Great movie. From Turbulence to Titanic. <laughs> They're pretty pretty much the same. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, uh, Lauren Holly does, in fact, open the, the, the door. And this and this is kind of when she realizes what she's dealing with Ray Liotta because she sees him dragging corpses around and going, la, 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 la. And she's like, hmm, a nice guy probably wouldn't sing Christmas carols while dragging corpses at around. That, at I th- think there's something up with this guy. Maybe he wouldn't. At that point is the point where she should have gone like, whether or not my friend is okay, yeah, I'm getting. Back I in. am not going to be okay if I go down there. Right. I'm going to shut this steel door that blocks him off from me, and I'm going to sit up in this cockpit because, and then it's on him to fight his way through a steel door <laughs> instead of going down there and be like, "Is my friend not dead?" Like everybody else down here. <laughs> this is fun stuff. Uh, she goes stalking around, and, and at this point, Ray Liotta's had a few moments to sort of like. <laughs> Do put up a tableau. <laughs> Set up yeah, something like, of a tableau. He's like, st- like posed all the fucking victims. It's so funny. <laughs> he's oh, been busy, man. and he's like, it's funny too because it's almost like he's been a serial killer, and he gets to finally be like, I get to do something fun. Like he's had this like mo. He kills it lonely hearts, so he kills single women or whatever. But now I think he's like, wait, I can just kill whoever I want. Right. I put him in seats and make him. I dress him up a little with some lights. This is a good time. It's like. Uh, it's kind of, this reminded me of some of those Hannibal episodes where it's like a little bit. How the fuck did he get the time to put this, yeah, yeah. turn this guy into a giant gargoyle angel thing? <laughs> yeah, and it's like, well, if you could, if you put him alone on an airplane for three hours, he's Seriously. got all the time he needs. He's he's the kind of fantastic movie killer who go, who just like talks openly and joyously about how much he loves killing. Like, <laughs> isn't killing beautiful, Karen? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, look at look at that, these dead bodies that I arranged. It's beautiful, yeah, and follow, that's what it's all about, baby. The follow la la shit is great. Does it funny. throughout the movie? He's like, yeah, and he sing, sings Buffalo Gals because it's the song that they sing, and it's a wonderful <laughs> life. What's that That's song? Thing. Buffalo Gals. That was really. Bugging he's always me. asking people what their favorite movie is, and he's like, "I really like It's a Wonderful Life." That's the, and that's the that. movie that's playing. What's on your the favorite? Plane. What's your yeah. favorite movie? Gone with the Wind. Yeah, canceled. What's your favorite book? Gone, Gone with, with the, the wind. wind. She is fucking canceled. Ooh, real, that's Lauren. That's real, Lauren Holly. A real romantic. Yeah. yeah. And what's your second favorite book? Protocols of the Elders of Zion. The Turner Diaries. <laughs> what are your favorite words? The 16 words. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lauren Holly is canceled. Shockingly timely. <laughs> who's, your favorite, who's your favorite comedian? <laughs> Louis C.K. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. God damn it. Jesus. <laughs> who, who is, what's your favorite comedy album of all time? Bill Cosby himself. <laughs> no. <laughs> who's your favorite radio? Chuck <laughs> Chuck. Don Imus. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to keep asking these. Uh, <laughs> Who's your favorite cartoon? Dilbert. No. Oh. I love that Scott Adams. He's good people. Shit. Uh, so there's a really, there's a really funny scene at, when, when uh, Lauren Holly sees that there's this tableau set up. <laughs> this made me laugh out loud because she just she's just like freaking out and, and going like, uh, Oh no, a bunch of dead bodies arranged. <laughs> and you see, kind of in the distance, sitting in one of the chairs, Ray Liotta's there. He goes, Miss, will, <laughs> yeah. will this storm delay our flight? It's really something, isn't it? <laughs> like, he's having so much fun. He's so good. <laughs> and uh, he's like increasingly more blood soaked as the movie goes on, too. He's, his, his little Christmas sweater is all. Bloodied up, and he's just yeah. wi- and he's just sweaty, wild-eyed yeah. Ray Liotta the whole, yeah. most of the movie. There's this number of confrontations where he like he's got the upper hand, and he just he's Hannibal lecturing her, just wants to know stuff about her. And he's like, "How do you feel about <laughs> sex, Karen?" <laughs> She's like, "I like sex." Uh, oh, 
that makes me hot. Or I don't know. It's just he's <laughs> yeah. just asking her questions and like get, getting off on whatever she says to on him. Literally any answer. And these these yeah. scenes are great because, like we said before, there's all these Christmas decorations around and the planes like shaking and the lights are flickering and there'll yeah. be like Christmas lights That's in all the like background. Purple and red and, and orange. Ra- and, and Ray Liotta yeah. is just in the moment. Like he's he's making a meal out of every second. <laughs> he's having so much fun. It's a delight. This is the best. This is the best stuff in the movie. Just him, just being batshit scrambling around on this weird plane set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's for me. That's the whole movie. Yeah. Like, I don't. The rest of it is like was like d- d- so dull to me. Like, just heard the British guy go like, "Okay, w- w- open the manual to page sixty-five slash uh, sixty-five stroke B." He keeps saying "stroke," and nobody makes fun of him for being British. <laughs> you mean dash? No, I mean stroke. I'm British. <laughs> stroke is a slash, though, isn't it? I mean, they say stroke, but the British people say stroke. Oh, okay. Instead of uh, instead is it of a slash or a dash. dash, I don't know, but they say liked, stroke uh, instead, and it's just funny. I like the parts at the end where there's like a truck stuck to the plane, and they got to shoot the truck off that the landing gear, and like they're cr- it's crashing through. I stuff. just feel like there's a the movie the movie died for me as soon as Ray Liotta dies. Like I was like, oh, there's still there was there, still there I was like there's still there's still like at least ten, 10 minutes. minutes. Yeah. yeah. Which is left, wild, and it's kind of like, uh, and then it's like the thing where like the they've had this the FBI guy or the government has like a, a jet that's gonna shoot like down shoot the down plane the plane if they because have to because of a serial killer. I don't well because so. he's gonna crash the plane yeah, into yeah. Los Angeles, so they're like we're gonna shoot it down over the ocean, and she's like no, they're like no, she can land it, and they're like she can't land it because she drives through a, a parking garage and gets an SUV stuck yeah. to the yeah. And, but then the then the uh, the jet fighter guy is like you think he's maybe gonna shoot the plane down, but he just shoots. He, he, the, makes, he, a, he somehow, makes a decision. He it's yeah. Maverick flying that plane. Incredible it's got to be. It's got to be Maverick or Iceman because those are the only two pilots who could do it. Yeah. I enjoyed the that, best. Uh, that gag because, like you were saying, like once Ray Liotta's dead, the movie's pretty much over. Yeah. But it's like the first she has to land the plane, and then it's like, oh, we can't land the plane, and she's like, no, I can try again, and you're like, again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it sucks too. I mean, what what's what bothered me about it too was that like. Ray Liotta is dead, dead at yeah. that. Like they've they've she shoots like him. Not, she yeah. shoots him in the head. And you're like, guys, like, have him get shot and you think he's dead. Right. Because yes. that's the fucking movie you're making here. Right, I don't right. care about the plane landing at all. Right. Like, Two- I couldn't care about that at all. Like, but if Ray Liotta's trying to stop her from getting the plane landed because he's still alive somehow... That's the movie I want to see. Right. Yes. You that, know? There are two huge mistakes just in that one act of her shooting him in the head. Yeah. And that is, A, this takes if, him out there, of the movie. if there ever was a movie that was Monsters Dead, roll credits. Yeah. It's this one. Mm-hmm. This should be Monster Dies, roll credits. That's it. Yeah. 100%. And yeah. they don't, so they fuck that up. Yeah, they got to like but die at the same hard time, or something. Yeah. He should die spectacularly. Right. That's yeah. the kind of movie this yeah. is where I was like, Ray Liotta's going to be like hanging from the fucking. Yeah, he didn't get sucked into the engine or something. She's going to land the plane and he's going to he's gonna fucking jump out of the engine somehow. Yeah. Like I've still have only half a body, but I'm still gonna get you or whatever. <laughs> Something spectacular you know? and preposterous. I don't and think, I don't think they could the afford head. that. <laughs> well, no, but you yeah. know, I mean, just anything where it's like this guy. Yeah. Because I think that like the people making the movie seem to seem think to know seem, what it is. They see well. They kind of. I think that they well, like we got this great thing from like, Ray Liotta, but I think they also think like, but like this exciting plane movie and you're like not really not really and they're trying to they're trying to self-actualize Lauren Holly's character (laughs) which you know kind of who cares her characters and her character's whole deal which is like she's she's a spinster she's she's sad because this man (laughs) she was dating didn't show up and that's happened to her before she was going to propose marriage to the guy she has the she has the ring it's just yeah it's It's Lauren Holly who's supposed to be like this pathetic uh, lonely woman this you know 24 year old beautiful woman (laughs) it's like oh man what am I going to do 
Yeah, all right. She's going to marry that old British guy she, yeah, right. she met over the intercom. Although, although yeah, we know she about, and Ben Cross might hook up. Although we know about her is that they she's, definitely she's hook lonely. Up. Whether they get married or not, we yeah. don't know. Well, we only know that she's lonely and she's canceled. Those are the only two <laughs> things that we know about Lauren Holly. <laughs> and when this in this movie started, uh, I was watching it with Corey, and he'd never even heard of Lauren Holly before, and I was kind of well, like, not, Has he not seen Dumb and Dumber? I was. Uh, he'd not seen Dumb and Dumber. He, has he <laughs> never seen any seasons of Picket Fences? That's Nope. Those are the uh, those are the two things, and I was that like, would be, yeah, I, I get, and turbulence. I guess. And I was like, yeah, Lauren Holly had had a moment, you know, there uh, for a few years, and she where she was kind of a star, and I don't know what happened to her. And then the movie started, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> she's yeah, it's <laughs> she's, she's just not very good. She's not terrible, but it's just sort of like I think she's kind of maybe terrible a little bit, but I mean, she's like doing she's doing the action stuff, adequate. the action stuff. She's doing it, but it's just I never cared. Yeah. <laughs> like I never. It's, cared it's that it was, a, I never cared that it was her. It was like she didn't like br- bring something to the character that was like, fuck yeah, this lady, survive and fight this guy. It was like the whole time I'm like, this guy is way more interesting well, to yeah, watch I mean, that's, than you. It's, and it's, it's, less, like, it's less that she's bad and more like Ray Liotta is so big in it that he takes over the movie yeah. and it's like everything else by comparison seems like, eh, what am I watching? I feel like a yeah. stronger actor could even take that thin character though sure. and, oh, go, yeah, and, yeah, go, yeah. and like bring something to it where I, where I was like, well, I kind of give a shit about this woman besides the fact that I'm. Su- the, it's the type of movie where you're supposed to care about, you're supposed to root for her. Right. You know, it's that movie. But well, also, I'm like, so, I don't really care. He's so big, and everything that's disappointing about this movie is because none of it can get up to his level of, of wild. Like, yeah. you're you're constantly wanting the plane ship right. to get crazier. You're constantly wanting, like, more conflict between the passengers. Right. You want, like, you know, all that stuff because Ray Liotta's pitched so high, and he's so much fun to watch. Right. So, kind of, I mean, I guess if it, if it, if it had a different actor sort of right, down, playing is, playing a lower register on this killer the this, movie would be movie totally would be fine it would be like sure there was a movie about a plane right. with a killer exactly. on it instead of it being like well there's this movie about a killer with, on the plane and Ray Liotta is amazing in it and the rest of the movie is fine yeah <laughs> <laughs> the rest of the movie just sort of happens around this great this amazing performance but it, but it really is amazing yeah. and there's plenty of it yeah. um, I have a um, I watched the sequel by the way there's right. two sequels, but I only watched one so far. And Are they bold about serial was... killers? No, the, sec- the second one is called Turbulence 2, Fear of Flying. Great. And it stars Jennifer Beals. <laughs> and... Uh, it's about uh, it's about a group of people who are in a therapy group to confront their fear of flying. And then they go on a like the, the end of the course, the class that they're taking, which right. is sponsored by TCA, the same airline from the first movie. Uh, they go on a plane trip. And there's a terrorist incident on the plane okay. <laughs> with the guys. There's FBI guys and there's a biological weapon. Wow. And it's Craig Sheffer and Jennifer Beals versus some British asshole who I don't know who he is. They didn't, they didn't even get like they a didn't get anybody great. Weird. Uh, I knew I've seen the guy and stuff, but I get, I'm blanking on his name right now. And uh, and then Tom Berenger is the air traffic control guy, uh. and it takes place in Seattle. Although it's clearly not shot here. Right. Wow. Uh, there is a third one, Turbulence 3, Heavy Metal, which oh, yeah. I have not watched, but indeed involves a heavy metal band trapped on the plane. Right. So I will be watching. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> uh, there's a, there's, okay, so just a quote here. There's a part in it where the, any, almost anything once Ray Liotta flips over is it, that is just him. Is the best part of oh, the movie, yeah. but there's a part. Particular, the only quotes, I mean, he, there's a part in he particular where he's talking to Hector Elizondo over the phone, and he just tees off. It's crazy. He really comes just completely fucking unhinged. Uh, but it, and he and he's kind of still sticking to his line of "you're you're the corrupt cop." 
And, which he and, is. And I'm, and I'm doing true. this so you will admit that you planted the evidence and that whole thing before he just flips into full-on psychopath mode. And he goes uh, he goes on this whole tirade. It's incredible, but he ends with, a, I'm going to make you famous. You better wear something bright because you're going to be the first cop to die with a plane up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> And, right. then, and there's parts in this movie just so, that are so joyous where Ray, Lo- Ray Liotta will be like falling down stairs <laughs> and going, <laughs> <Just> giggling. <laughs> yeah. Stairs. <laughs> For me, the action is the juice. <laughs> Karen. Uh, ratings. Uh, three and a half Judds. Mm-hmm. I want to go four, but, you know, it's not that good. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Yep. Ray Liotta is so good. I think it looks pretty good. Um, and I like all the stupid action stuff at the end. Uh Half a Douglas, really. There's, you know, I would even the, go. I would even go zero. I mean, I, I would go. Besides half the a fact one, that he's like a serial killer, I, I'd go half a one for like the weird questions he asks or the sure. way he, the way he, the way he talks about Catherine, the way he does Catherine Hicks. Plumbing, yeah. like, plumbing's mm. getting rusty. So, you know, half gross. a Douglas, just gross. Uh, and I'm gonna give it, uh, geez, ten out of ten weaponized soap dispensers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stab you with this soap dispenser. That's how we do it. My daddy told me that one you like. Uh, I'm I'm also going three and a half. Um, it's kind of a bad movie, but it's Ray Liotta. 100% but Ray Liotta movie. is so fucking great in it. He pulls it up to a full three and a half. I mean, it a hundred percent worth watching for Ray Liotta in this. It's some of the most fun that you could ever see an actor having in a movie. He, it's just like it was I get to do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, I really like Ray Liotta, I've but, that but movie. he isn't yeah. he isn't a hundred percent. He is an actor that can be bad and stuff. Sure. He, he's not like oh, yeah. a, I don't know who an example of an actor would be who's a hundred percent. But you know you can always count on that guy because right. Ray, Ray Liotta is capable of sleepwalking through a thing. But he's also capable of this, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, um, yeah I'm gonna give it a half Douglas just for the plumbing stuff and the sex questions and stuff like that. And I'm gonna give it. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> three ra- three live reindeer on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish there were. Yeah. Uh, I'm g- I'm going only going three. I think I liked it less. I liked the le- I liked the rest of the movie less. Mm-hmm. So much less than the Ray Liotta stuff. And Ray- it gets three only because Ray Liotta is so good in it. It doesn't quite bump it up to three and a half for me. But I but I love he's so fun in it. That's the whole movie. It's just him being fun. Mm-hmm. And um. I'll, yeah, I'll go half with Douglas. I don't know. It has some gross dialogue. <laughs> it's really not. That's it. Really, there's nothing. None of these movies t- we're doing are really, have, yeah. have anything re- really dirty in them. Um, and then I'll go uh, one SUV landing gear. Mm, nice. <laughs> or what's next? SUV'd landing gear. We're gonna we're gonna switch back. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Switch baby. back. What year is this? Ninety. They're this both ninety seven. Yeah. I don't know what made him what he is. And I don't know what makes him kill. But I do know him. You ever seen anything like that before? Yes. I've been there. So close I could almost touch him. I've tracked him for 15 months. He is credited with at least 18 known deaths. No way of knowing how many came before he began telling me about them. He tells you about them. He sends me these. His victims don't struggle. It's like they knew him. <laughs> I was this close to taking him down. But that's before he made it personal. 
This is a strange movie. Uh, it was uh, written yeah. and directed by Jeb Stewart, who was like one of the original writers on Die Hard. Yeah, okay. that's right. Him Stars and, him and D'Souza. Return, return favorite Dennis Quaid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's, he's becoming one of our MVPs, too. Yeah. He, we might have had more Quaid than anybody else. It might point. be, and just run, he's getting up there. Just because, uh, and just we haven't even done a Quaid episode either. It's all we pretty just, much. Just I mean, so much. Fucking I don't know. Quaid. If we, I think we're gonna run out of Quaid. We don't. We will do a Quaid episode. We'll have a we, total recall. We've done. <laughs> God, Quaid. We've got Quaid, but also uh, I don't know that has Danny Glover been on. Have we had Danny Glover? Before? I don't think we've had Danny Glover yet. It's a great introduction to Danny Glover because this movie isn't great, but Danny Glover is. Yeah, he's involved. really good in it. And Jared Leto actually, I liked quite a bit in this. He's all right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I was. I think I was, he's good because he's like. I think Jared Leto that we know now is like he became one of those actors who's like I'm always doing a thing. And this was right. early in his career where he's like, you know, I'm an actor. I'm going to show up and do a part. I'm yeah. a guy. And you're like, I like that. Just go. Just do yeah. your part. You don't need to actually tattoo damaged on your head or whatever. <laughs> I thought. Uh, <laughs> I thought that the standout in this was was Arlie Ermy. And Arlie Ermy was my Arlie favorite. Ermey. I actually. Like I was like so into his cornball yeah. sheriff character. He's I, basically I, doing Michael Parks and Kill Bill, <laughs> but yeah. he's just doing it, he's making it his own it, its own thing. It also reminded me of like uh, a lot of uh, like a like a like a nice version of uh, Tommy Lee Jones from No Country for Old Men, yeah. like a non nihilistic <laughs> yeah. version of that, where he's like got all these aphorisms and he's constantly being like, well. You know what? I don't. Let's do this. He's I'm like he's like it. very positive and like, but he's at the end of his life, or yeah. at the end of his career, and he's like, you know, his wife is dead, and it's like kind of sad, but also kind of like I'm resigned Some, with somehow how everything a is. Better a better cranky police captain performance than the one he gives in Seven, which is fucking legendary. <laughs> it's not even my desk. <laughs> but in this, but in this one, he's like so he's like so charming. Like yeah. it just will cut away to him being like, and you the whole movie. I'm like. I don't want this because you're like it's that kind of movie where like you know what this guy might be at the in the big shootout at the end and yeah, die and I'm like kill. I don't want him to die he's yeah. a, he's a nice guy he's just trying to do his best he he's is just <laughs> this guy who's just like <laughs> I lived a whole life and I'm just trying to do the best job I can the whole thing with an election well you know, babyface Walton Goggins is one of his deputies yeah, he, and he's he's fighting with William Fickner for Ted the for Fickner. the county sheriff Ted's stranger than Fickner Ted Levine is Ted his like is his second hand man yeah, yeah, it's, it's got a good it's got a good cast the next this Definitely. movie and the it's, next it's still one not very good Ted it's just Levine. one of those that has like yeah. a it has like a, a solid cast and you go like these guys are all showing up and doing their jobs in this yeah. movie that you know whatever but it's also <laughs> like it's also just like it ways. took me forever and maybe not in a good way to just like even figure out what this fucking movie's deal was because it's like weirdly convoluted. Yeah. Like if you if I, like to thumbnail the story, it's as simple as as can be. A FBI agent is tracking a serial killer. Serial killer kidnaps his kid. FBI agent trying to get his kid back. That's it. But. Over the course of this, there are like local politics and an election are involved, right? Right. And then like two possible suspects that that are like possibly the killer that you don't know which one is which. And then the killers has this whole other life and knows all these other people in these other cities that the you killer about. The killer has a whole other life, crazy, but does but does not have a motive. Yeah, he has, any, no, has no discernible no, no motive. Discernible or agenda. Motive He's or agenda. crazy, I guess. It's like I mean, it's ultimately it's he, fine. He because also seems to want to make friends. <laughs> yeah, that's, he is genuinely it's a, a friendly guy. It's such I mean, a he's funny, using him for cover, but yeah. still, that's that's what I that's what <laughs> I mean. That was what I enjoyed about the movie, but also was like that's what's like I do laughable think was, about the movie is that you're like I don't I like don't buy that the, I buy that the plot needs this guy to be the serial killer right. because it's like and it's like ooh that's the only way you can go with that. But also, I like I don't know if I buy that right. this guy is a serial killer. Like he just doesn't. Uh, he doesn't really seem like he is. His whole his whole agenda, if such as it is, just seems to be like he wants to fuck with Dennis Quaid. 
I don't know. For some reason. For some reason, because I guess that was who was investigating. It's a game of cat and mouse. Also, I thought it was weird that, like, you know, in however many years Dennis Quaid's been chasing this serial killer, no one ever noticed that maybe he was black. (laughs) Right? No, they all think they have no description. Well, they don't know anything because they're like, he's 20 to 50, uh, drives a car. Right. It's absurd. Might they, have hair. They, yeah, suspect is hatless. Hatless. <laughs> or or not. <laughs> That's like a whole running thing. Is he's such a yeah. good serial killer that nobody's figured out they, anything. I mean, the opening, the opening scene, they try, they they like, try to they, fake you. They try to fake you out because they have a, the weird look, that weird-looking character actor who's yeah. like, I just want to see the boy Bob friends with the people who live here. And you're mm. like, well, that guy's definitely not the serial killer because yeah. why would you? Right. Because that would be too obvious. He always plays doofuses. You'd recognize him. He always... Yeah. Plays a doofus. Uh, he's movies. played a lot of dumb sheriff's deputies, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's like what he was born. But this to guy play. slashes. This guy like slashes people on their uh, femoral, femoral, femoral artery, artery. On and, their and you legs. don't know that at first because there's a scene where uh, it's you find out later it is Dennis Quaid's house, and I think it's I don't know if it's it's, it's his, his kid. But the the woman, a babysitter. Who, the woman is like a babysitter, and yeah. you see the killer. You don't see the killer's face or anything like that, but you see the killer like grab her and pull her up, and then t- drag the blade down to her lower mm-hmm. extremities, and then you cut back to her face and see her dying, and you're kind of like, what huh? happened? There? And then she's bleeding out on the Jesus. ground. But yeah. you're like, is this something way more disgusting then, than I'm imagining? Yeah, but, and then like pretty shortly thereafter, there's like the killer slices their femoral artery, and you're like, oh, okay. which gives it, which gives them an oh, excuse to do thank the, God. The, the time honored, <laughs> the time honored serial killer movie trope where the where one of the guys at the crime scene is going like, this guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> I can tell by the slashes. Yeah. To her thigh. I, this is the way a surgeon would have sliced right, over. He must be a doctor. Artery. This <laughs> is a. This movie is a real good example of of this type of thing. Uh, this type of movie withhold. Like it's all yeah. about withholding because you're like because the opening scene is this scene where a guy kills this lady, kidnaps a kid, and so you know you're going. It's not the guy who is at the door. You know that just because like right. whatever. But you're like. Well, who's the kid? The kid has to belong to one of the characters in the movie. You know, it's like oh, that whole thing where you're like, okay, is he, you, it's like four people that could be the serial killer. Yeah. And eventually, like, not too far into it, you're like, well, it has to be him. Right. Because it doesn't make sense that it's any of the other characters. Yeah. And of course, it is the, the guy you think. But so, but I liked, I enjoyed it's also the, the most colorful thing in the movie, too. And I, I, mean, and I also enjoyed like, the way that the movie, like, was kind of telling. Like, it has a serial killer story, but then also this story of Jared Leto, who's like a drifter who ends up. With Danny Glover, and it, the movie doesn't. It takes a while before you're like. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know that Danny Glover's a serial killer, right. Because it can only be him. But the movie takes a while before it's it even that that part of the movie is even a serial killer. It's mostly movie. just this road movie with these yeah. two guys. I mean, you're supposed to think that maybe it's Jared Leto because he was a doctor and he yeah. like he knows about he knows about anatomy, so you know the femoral artery thing. But you're also like he's too young. It he's d- not the killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doesn't... definitely not the killer. He's definitely not the serial killer. And of... he also is like a drifter who doesn't have a car, so it's kind of yeah, un- kind of right. unlikely. But they are trying to fake you. They're like, "Well, he's a doctor." You know, I mean like And this yeah, guy know does how to do it. and this guy does like steal cars and stuff. Yeah. So But he just he just doesn't <laughs> He just seems like a nice guy, yeah. and right, I yeah, guess yeah. that's what serial killers do. But then Danny Glover pulls up, and he's like, Hi, "I'm fucking crazy. Look at my porn car. <laughs> Check out my porn car. What are you worried that I'm some sort of crazy guy because hey. I have porn all over my car? Go spit, Dennis Quaid. Spit. He has like a like Playboy like centerfold, like centerfolds like wallpapering the interior, like of his lacquered car. onto his lacquered car. Onto it's car. so great. It is. It is one of the most amazing like yeah. uh, movie vehicles. And I've it, seen and it in my freaks life. Jared Leto out. He's like, I gotta get out of this car because it's like well, on as, the seats. The seats are all naked ladies, and then like the some seat, on the ceiling, and the then on the seat belts, belts are yep. like naked ladies. 
Danny Glover does a whole thing where he's like, he tells a whole story about how, you know incredible. I had a car that was like this and then it got you know it was too much too much and it got too I d- didn't have room for all so I had to get rid of that one no, I got no, this no, smaller the spe- one specifically or- the reason that he says <laughs> I can't remember he's what- had another car like this you get a car you know and it's got the porno ladies that you like but eventually you get used to the ladies and you get tired of them and you want some new porno ladies on your car right. so I had to get rid of that car and start a new porno car and then and then he goes i'm just kidding this isn't my car <laughs> but, then, but then he's got like a little he's got like one in the rearview mirror he's like and the great thing is you can just i can just pull her out and get rid of her he holds it out the window and then he goes nah, i'm just kidding i'm not done with you darling not yet <laughs> and then he says that's not not even my car i'm borrowing it from someone and danny glover and like this is a very odd man danny glover is great in this because as we've said he's a serial killer spoiler alert he's a he is the, the murderer who who in who the movie never gives him a motive for a reason it's or the sunniest, or any and he's like the nicest most, guy most friendly and, serial and killer Danny ever. Glover is doing like a great job like do, with this character who when if you if you read this on paper you'd go like so why am I doing this and the director <laughs> and the writer would go we don't know yeah. and you'd go okay well I'm just gonna play it like I would then I like, like, yeah, I like Danny Danny Glover we're used to seeing is like more authoritative and like yeah, yeah. more or sort of sort of buttoned down and I like seeing him play when like like this shit kicker weird mm-hmm. drifter dude that he's playing in this movie it's like yeah. real unusual character yeah. for him it, he's really funny. It becomes a problem that he's a serial killer later right. because it's supposed to be like he's this old guy who's been around the road and all these he runs into all these people he knows. But every time he goes to see a guy he knows, he kills and them. then he kills them because then they oh they know too much now. And you're like, how did these people stay alive for so long? Right? And why are you doing this? And he's like, like I don't know, the, and we'll never find out. The last guy he actually manages to kill in this movie, right before he kills him, the guy is like, this man is a saint. Yeah. I love this guy. And then even when he's like coming up to him he's like hey bob i'm so happy to see you again bob's like yeah. guess what buddy <laughs> it's curtain gonna slice that femoral artery of yours <laughs> right well, right well, before I, that, I he mean, doesn't kill the, he doesn't get to kill the girl at the candy store he's right. burning down the whole thing because this is all part of his end game essentially for some reason sent this note to dennis quaid with for this, some fucking with this, reason uh, with the clue about the, the train clue about the train and all it's like this is this is the final yeah, thing it never he, makes any and he sense. tells jared leto that's the thing it never makes any sense because he tells jared leto the place where dennis quaid son is right yeah but then you're like why why would he do that unless he knows exactly how this is gonna go that he's gonna die right jared leto's gonna be almost dying in front of dennis quaid and he'll be like then he'll know what you're like uh, what here's a question i (laughs) had his death his death is really cool in this it is good awesome where he like he's like going ha ha i'm not gonna die and then he like lands on him he's impaled by like a log and he kind of has this ah damn look on his face like this is not what i hoped that would happen i really like that (laughs) shot too because like when it cuts to a wider shot of his corpse yeah like not just the one not just the close-up but the wider shot yeah. it's like he landed exactly in the right spot because there's nothing around <laughs> no, him for yeah. like a, like 10 yards <laughs> in either direction uh i don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves but that bit at the end where he goes to the place where jared Lido told him that danny glover said the kid was yeah he goes to the house and it's empty there's nobody there and arlie ermy's with him and they're just like well i guess you know he was a lying serial killer you know maybe i guess your kid's dead and then the kid is just in the house next door in the in the backyard playing what if that lady had taken them to the grocery store? Like <laughs> this also, plan doesn't make any sense. Well, the kid seemed pretty happy. Also, right? what? what he's just there now. He told Jared Leto that, like, right. go check on my son. If for some At reason 14 I Evergreen die, Terrace. and here's the address, and again, Jared Leto's like, yeah, okay, or he's like, you remember that? And he's like, I remember it. And then, like, what if Jared Leto had just gone to that house? 
and like and there's Danny, no kids and like, and like cause Dennis Quaid didn't it, right. it only it only works if like he tells him the address and then that guy tells Dennis Quaid the address so that Dennis Quaid goes there and sees his kid in the yard next door. Otherwise, it doesn't work if Jerry Leto goes there and goes like. There's nobody here. Maybe they cut out why did the I, scene. Why did I go? I went on cable all the way to fucking Oakland, and now I'm just here. That's an empty house. And then he leaves, and like, who cares? Or he, or he goes and sees kids in the backyard and goes like, there's some kids in this some other in yard. That backyard. That's not, I don't know who's Excuse kids. Excuse me, ma'am. Do, do any of these kids belong in this house do and not that yard? Do, yeah, any these, one right here. do any of these kids belong to a character that's in a basically a different movie yeah. than the one I've been in? No, You don't know? Okay, I don't know why I asked you. Goodbye. Yeah, the plot is <laughs> ramshackle and sloppy. I mean, yeah. it's one of the reasons why it's like this is not a movie in, that in any way should be hard to follow that is occasionally hard to follow. Yeah. It, it works. Where you're like, what's going on? It I mean, works on the level of a thriller while it's happening because you're like, ooh, who's the guy? Are they going to get the guy? Ooh, now this scene's happening. This is a this is a thriller scene. And then you get to the end and go like, wait, what the fuck? None of this makes any goddamn sense. I mean, how many movies can we possibly plow through that are more interesting when you just talk about the way the characters interact with each Absolutely. other and the thriller parts are completely boring? Well, that's why, that's why I'm getting, that's why we're getting through the, because th- well, it's not so much the thriller parts are boring. No, they, just, it's they that, don't connect up with that, the rest of the it's movie. It's that it actually, well. the, it, as, a, as a thriller, doesn't work. You have to stop your nice character drama to, to put in a serial killer there are a, Yeah, and there's a bunch of good performances in this. Yeah. And then Dennis Quaid, and um, <laughs> yeah, who's not who is this. who is doing a thing where he's like, I'm being very serious. Serious and Dennis like, Quaid again. What are you doing, dude? What <laughs> are you doing? He's bad. I'm very Dennis Quaid sucks. I'm being very. I serious do. Th- I think. Th- I do think like the two the two core relationships like Dennis Quaid and Arlie Army, and mm-hmm. then and then Danny Glover and Jared Leto really work. Like cool. maybe maybe the real switchback was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> kind Hell of. Yeah. God bless Arlie Army for being in those yeah. scenes too, because like it is, and, and Ted Levine. But like yeah. it's it's hard because it's hard once when Dennis Quaid shows up the first scene, you're like, oh no, he's gonna be like this the whole movie. He's, yeah. got, he's got this pinched expression of like an actor trying to be very anguished and in like withdrawn. Yeah. He's like but, Frank but Grimes, Quaid, the the FBI yeah. guy. He's like, oh, I have this haircut. I do like this. Dennis Quaid can't, is not a good actor, so he's just just he. Sh- he and, can be, but not and, in this. And he's the. I think so he's good. Really. I think he's good in like a uh, Big Easy. I think his ridiculous his accent in that is bad, but I think he's fun. When he's when he's being fun, I think he's good in inner space. Like mm-hmm. when he's actually Love him in that. that's when he what he does. That's one thing that I've learned from doing this podcast because we have covered Quaid God knows how many times at this point. I actually liked him in DOA quite a bit because mm. he's like I'm confused and running a lot. <laughs> he need, he he just needs to play charming grinning yeah, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's his thing, and 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 this is just. It's not like the most embarrassing thing in the world or no. anything, but it's just you just is the minute that he arrives on it, you're like, damn, he's not. There should be somebody. Else. But in a movie filled with like character actors like playing like fun, yeah. charming parts, yes. Like when you've got a movie where Danny Glover and Arlie Ermey are both on different spectrums of like fun guys to hang out in a movie right. with, and then your central character is Dennis Quaid, it's like oh, trying that's to a, find my charm. That's I mean, a bit of a problem. Most of the movie is is uh, is uh, Danny Glover and Jared Leto. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Take up the and I would lo- say the, the vast majority of it. and a lot of Arlie Ermey actually yeah. like it's a lot of the movie is about this plot and of the, him not the, getting the local the, politics him, and I kind of like that he I'm winds kinda, up in jail at one point <laughs> yeah and he's kind of like I'm doing okay in here yeah you know and then William Fickner like, who seems kind of like a bad guy gets he, he has a chance to do the right thing at the end and that was surprising and kind of and pretty cool like I kind of the local politics story of this sheriff's yeah. race 
is kind of more interesting to me at the end this than the serial John killer Sales plot that doesn't make sense. Well, you won the election. Now do you want to do the right thing? Because I like all the no. I liked I liked a lot of those actors and characters more than I cared if Dennis Quaid found his son in right. this weird plot where that involves uh, the number two eighteen, which <laughs> ends up not being a date, or it is a date and also the number of a train <laughs> that he is. I it guess is. that he's that the serial killer expects him to be on in the middle of fucking nowhere in Colorado or whatever. Yeah, yeah. it is the date though too. <laughs> yeah, it's also the date. It's the date and okay. the train. It's both, and Jesus. he barely gets on that train. Yeah. It's a, it's like I said, very sloppy. This movie. It's really weird, but but I mean, then the, a lot of it's a road movie with De- Jared Leto and Danny Glover, and after they like kind of become friends, it's like Danny Glover kind of imparting like old wisdom to this young yeah, kid. Yeah, he's you kind know? of a father and, figure. And you're like this guy, and you know, I mean, and, you and don't it, know that it, you don't know at that point. The movie hasn't told you he's a serial killer, but right. you know, you and so the know, whole time yeah. you're like, yeah, this, well, why is it? Yeah. This in, guy, I don't buy it. I in don't a genuine it. way, he like actually kind of helps him. Yeah. Like at a point where when he saves Jer- his life, Jared Leto ha- has <laughs> they a save whole, each other's lives. Has a whole, That's true. They, they do. He saves, Jer- he saves Jared Leto's life twice, twice. I believe, yeah. though. So he's one. But the, on well, him. the first time is like they kind of team <laughs> up because of like the whole the whole like That's true. Crossfire between yeah. the the shitty the shitty minor dudes who apparently hate him for no reason. That happens in this yeah. and Joyride, yeah. which is which. You know, eh, I believe is actually a thing that probably happens at shitty bars like that. That these uh, shitty dudes would just go like, "We're gonna pick on this person because we hate him." He what are you? What like are you doing outsider. over there? Fucking each other? Sucking each other's dicks? <laughs> yeah, that's something that happened to me. So what's the matter? The internet broke. <laughs> yep. As as someone who's been in fucking shitty shit kicker bars before, you're like, "No, these no these people exist. Yeah. They're like these rednecks that just hang out at this bar and they're regulars, and they someone comes in in that doesn't belong there, and they go." We're gonna fuck with this person, yeah. and like we might even hurt him really bad. It seems unrealistic, <laughs> but it probably happens more this than you person, think. This person, this the brim of this person's hat isn't properly yep. creased, so we're gonna at kick least, his ass. I feel like at least I don't want to. At least is probably the wrong word, but in Joyride, like they're more cartoonish, where the guy's just like, "Hey, baby," and starts hitting on. I think, I think they're equally cartoonish. In this one, they like immediately start beating the shit well, out of him. But what, what I was, <laughs> what I'm getting at though is like, they're that's more of like a stereotypical movie scene where like the redneck guy is like, "Hey, what's with your girlfriend?" And in in Switchback, they're like, "You're the dude who beat up Jeff over yeah, here the other very... night." Jeff says it's you, and he's like, "I don't even know where I am." And they're like, "That's <laughs> too bad. You're fucking dead." Yeah, I would say I would say both scenes are equally contrived, but that was more hilarious because they're like, "You." beat the shit out of this guy and you see the guy and you're like yeah he clearly got the shit kicked out of him and Jared Leto's like clearly not the guy who did it. Jared Leto's like look at me I'm Jared Leto do I look like I can beat the shit out of anybody? But they don't I mean they know he didn't do it they're just gonna beat the shit out of this guy anyway they're like a drifter who cares we're like fucking shitty drunks and we're gonna beat the shit out of this guy. They actually beat up Jeff themselves twice a week just so they can keep the ruse going so that anybody who comes into that bar has to get their ass kicked. We gotta Uh, have a reason to kick someone's ass. Okay. So this is actually when Jared the moment like Jared Leto gets in his car and just gets freaked out by him pretty quick and is like, all right, you can let me out here, Danny Glover. And Danny Glover's like, he's like you don't want to get out here. This is minor this country. This is minor country. And he's like, this is, miners are so fucking scary that you just, <laughs> even around their territory, you're at risk, apparently. Well, they don't live in houses. They actually live underground <laughs> in their little cave holes. Yeah. They just only come out. They're like track they come, spiders. They like come, anybody comes near them, they just grab them into their hole and Well, they come out at night, but only to go drinking at the bar. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they're like those, those bad guys from the time machine. <laughs> More like. Morlocks? Morlocks, yeah, they're mi- the minor Morlocks. Back country, and, uh, and yeah, so he, so he, so this is when he gets dropped off by Danny Glover, and then he gets dragged into the bathroom by these psychotic monster Morlock miners, and they're like, "Now we're gonna kick your ass!" And then Danny Glover like 
pops in there. And Danny Glover has Bugs Bunny powers because yep. he drove off in his car, but is currently in the bathroom stall. <laughs> I mean, we have to assume he drove his sure. car around to the corner and then and then ran back. To I the know shirt. exactly what's going to happen to that guy. Yeah, he likes him already. He's and this like, is, I want to help him out, but by holding the knife. I want to use guy's... this guy as a patsy in my convoluted scheme to get Dennis Quaid on a train in three days. <laughs> but also, kind of likes him. Yeah, he also kind of likes him. Does. And yeah. maybe he just wants to hold a knife to that guy, other guy's dick. Sure, we yep. don't know. Yep. So, so he's holding he he's holding knives to people's midsections or lower midsections, so you know what he's about. He's got a special femoral artery we, knife. We know that he's no, we know that he's got the knife to this guy's dick. Yeah, because the guy he, keeps he going. He's gonna cut, cut my dick. Don't let him cut my dick off, boys. He cuts him, but he doesn't cut his dick yeah. or his femoral artery. Right. I use this pecker for poking boys to let him do it. <laughs> Jeff, I'm sorry. I'm you you take that gun off of him. He's gonna cut my dick off. I kind of wanted the other guy to go like, so what, and shoot Jared yeah, Leto right. in the face and be like, who cares if you don't have a dick? We're psychotic miners. And then, and then we Danny, are all ba- we are all bad people. And then he cuts the guy's dick off. And then Danny Glover and the guy who shot Jared Leto now they're friends. And they go on a joyride. <laughs> Whoa. Right. Or on a uh, switchback. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it ends up in like a weird like uh, Mexican standoff cause, because I, I guess like they what? Let Danny, him go. Danny Glover lets Jared Leto get free and then they've got guns on him and then a guy and he's pointing guns at them and then a guy's pointing a gun in through the window at Danny yeah. Glover. But then at that point, Jared Leto's outside and he points a gun at the guy pointing the... And you're like, Wow. Yeah. That okay. It's just, it's just guns, that's guns, like, guns. And, and, and <laughs> I feel like that scene like encapsulates the whole movie. Yeah. It's like yeah. Why who's, is who's the, the bad guy? Who cares? It's why, why is, is all this happening? Simple confrontation it's, so complicated. Yeah. It's that energy of the movie where it's like as the scenes are happening, you're kind of like, Oh, I'm watching a movie. And then when you think about it for a second, you go like, I don't know. How why is yeah, it why, why or how is any of this happening? Why did that have to be like that? Why is this like this? Don't do what Donnie Dunn does. <laughs> I could have made, could've made, could've this, made this clear. Yeah, and at, from that point on, they're like buddies, and, and Danny Glover kind of finds out Jared Leto's backstory, that he was a doctor. He and, saves a guy. He has to do a tracheotomy on a guy in a, a guy cafe, in a, yeah. a diner. Yeah, and he's like, I stopped being a doctor because I didn't have the nerve for it, and it, it was just the, the pressure of saving lives or possibly taking lives was hey, too much for me to take. You've seen and 15 seasons like, of, uh, of uh, Noah Wiley on ER. It's yeah. essentially, this could have been a storyline of Noah like Wiley's character what happened on to ER. Carter. Because he at some point does like break down and kind of leave, right. and then he's on painkillers and shit. But I feel like you replace this character with Noah Wiley, and you're like, oh, it's like an e- it's like a an ER between an ER seasons. It's like you know, usually usually <laughs> he's the season, same character. Usually the season starts and Halle is like, hey Carter, what'd you do this summer? He's like, oh, I was kicking around St. Bart's because he's rich. Because <laughs> he's rich. But in, he comes back, he's like, well, I I got involved with a serial killer, and there was a train, and <laughs> anyway, a lot of people a, died. Got there a was scar a porno in my throat. Car. I barely survived. Yeah. Hey, I gotta Actually, go check on this. Uh, I gotta go check on this kid <laughs> down the street. <laughs> I got the address. Um, yeah, and, and at a certain point, Danny Glover is kind of like, you know, you, sh- you should believe in yourself because I saw the way you did that pe- that tracheotomy, and you got the nerve for it. So you're you're born to be a doctor, and you're a good, better person than you think. And this is actually, you know, helps him as a person. Yeah. And uh, this is the best stuff in the movie. Honestly, is the the scenes where they're in the car and they're having like one on ones, and then Dennis Quaid is having like one on ones with yeah. Arlie Ermey's old like old crusty charming uh, yeah, yeah. sheriff character like that's the best stuff in the in this thriller are those few scenes where these characters are like hey we're just talking to each other like people right now yeah. you're like this is f- okay i like this movie when, yeah. it de- when it decides when it decides it wants to do actiony stuff i think that that works pretty well but it doesn't seem like it's in the same movie it's okay it just sort of feels like 
this is okay. Yeah. It felt perfunctory to me, sure, you know, yeah. where it's like, okay, now there's it's a, just well executed. Now there's a scene you know, on the train, like, and there's these dumb wings that come out of the train. Yeah. Those are those are, for, those are to knock the tr- the snow yeah, off, cleaning know, the but, snow. Apparently, I know, but it's really it's like set up in such a way yeah. where it's like this old guy goes like, "Don't touch those buttons, because see, here's what happens. It does this exact <laughs> thing, and if you touch that button and then this one, they'll do the thing to and Jared it, Leto's character, it, and then he gets killed, and you're like, well, I wonder if that information is going <laughs> to yeah. come in. It'd maybe. be pretty weird if you didn't uh, <laughs> if they didn't appear later on in the movie, wouldn't it? I thought that that stuff on the train at the end was like really cool. I like really the liked stunt it. was awesome. It looked really good. The I, miniature was great. Yeah, it was okay. But like, there's a. I, cool, thought was, there's I, a I thought it was all the train stuff was all okay, but it was sort of like. There's well, a cool, I was waiting for the movie to end. There's yeah. a cool scene, a- action scene, and kind of in the middle of the movie that happens for absolutely the, no reason. Yeah, because Danny Glover's just driving around on this this steep snowy road. Steep, well, he's, snowy well, he's, road. I think he's purposely trying to crash. Yeah, the he's car trying to crash the car because he wants because he's like. They won't. They won't find this. They'll tie it to him. So he's like, "Well, we're done with. I'm done with this car." And so he's like pretending to drive. Like, "Oh, this road's real slippery." I think he's like pretending that the car is out of control. But he doesn't want to kill Jared Leto. No, no, he doesn't. I don't think he does. And the car. I think if he did, he'd be like, "That's too bad." But he doesn't want to. No, he likes him. And the car goes like (laughs) rolling rolling down the hill and ends up kind of like almost hanging off the cliff, like on a tree. And you get this kind of like fun. It's it's super weird how it plays out too, because like Jared Leto helps Danny Glover out of the car, and then the and you're kind of like oh now the car is gonna like fall off the cliff and it kind of doesn't. doesn't and then they're both out of the car and Danny Glover's like well we did it and that's that I'm gonna walk up the hill and Jared Leto's gotta go back to get I, his I stuff go back and get my backpack out yeah. of there and then the car starts to fall right. out and then <laughs> and think- then the car falls Jared Leto's fine and then he's walking back up and then he, he falls, falls and, and he grabs onto the root and hanging off the cliff you're like this I, is so weird I kind of liked that whole sequence because it was yeah. like it was very good suspense where it was like the thing you thought was going to happen kept constantly yeah. not happening. So it actually pulled the rug out from under you a couple times. It's really like, oh, weird. Maybe okay. that's maybe that's the the maybe that's Danny Glover's whole character's mo. And this is that like <laughs> just doodah, clueless luck. He's like, I'm going to drive the car off the cliff. Hopefully, this will all play into my master plan. And uh, it does. I, I, and I drove snowplows for years, but I think I'm going to be a serial killer now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I saw this article about a serial killer, and I thought maybe that's my job I should do now for some reason. Yeah, I'm gonna serial kill some of my friends who also used to drive snowplows, like Bob and Dave, <laughs> both of them. I'm, miss, I'm gonna miss those guys. Yeah, I loved them, but you know they gotta go. Bob, he but I'm, I gotta make sure they tell this other kid that I'm a great guy right before I do it. <laughs> He's the best man I ever met. The cop, the cop sees a naked lady car and then. Is like didn't think anything of it before. So I mean, the whole thing he has to keep Jared Leto alive, also because he's sort of his cover. He's using him as a cover because yeah. they are like, we're looking for this guy. Collateral the cop style. that was with Bob's repair shop only saw him. He didn't see Danny Glover. Everybody, Danny is Glover was in there looking was, for Jared Leto. Danny Glover went to the candy store and fucking orders fucking candy corn. Yeah. Give me a bag of candy corn. Fucking Give me the biggest bag of candy corn. That's that was. A, I was like, I'm Thanks. like, this guy's pretty charming. He might not be the serial killer. And he's like, oh, she's like, what do you want? And he's like, candy corn. Oh, you know, he's like, this guy's a fucking serial yeah. killer. <laughs> There's, there's a whole ca- it's a whole candy store. Nobody, I really like nobody who speaks German could be be an evil man. <laughs> it's a whole I really candy like store. You scene get candy too, corn yeah. because the lady like yeah I think she might know him and everybody loves him and she's just like I'm gonna go back here yeah. and he's like oh okay sure and then you can see you see him like bring out his knife yeah. and he's gonna do something but he has this like smile on his face where he's just like you gotta love what you do man this fun stuff <laughs> I'm stalking a lady around and I'll kill her and he just has, he just has a pleasant smile the whole time he's doing it just like he's up to some monkey shit maybe he's some like jigsaw that. shit where he's just yeah. like trying to get all these characters <laughs> to realize their potential <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's also uh there's also another action scene with dennis quaid early on too where that has to do with the whole because sh- it's like in 
a different jurisdiction or something, right. and there's like a hostage situation where he like goes in and like Robocops this guy. And <laughs> he's just get... he's just trying to find out about the car that the guy stole. Because he cause... found well, he saw the car out there that the guy this is the yeah. stolen car from the serial murders at the hotel, and then he goes in there and him and Walton Goggins find a dead body in the back, and Goggins is like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> that's about that's like the extent of his dialogue. Chef, there's a dead body in here. Holy shit! <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Someone's been misbehaving. Uh, uh, but then, but then, Rock. and then he goes in there to like get information from this guy. But he walks, just walks in and walks past the no. past the SWAT team and shoots this guy, which causes a, causes even, some problems with the uh, with the attorney briefly. But then they get that out of the way. It's like a, this movie go, brings up problems and then goes like, "That's not a problem." Especially because he walks in and everybody's on the radio going like, "Who is this guy? Oh my god, he's going in there!" And then the cops, both of the cops are radioing the SWAT guys, going like, "He's coming up the stairs. Do not let him in!" And he just. Walks right he past him. And they're like, guys and they, the guy's got his fucking machine gun. He taps his, you know, he taps his radio. He's like, he, he walked right in. He walked right <laughs> past us. It is, it is actually pretty it's like funny. Shoot him. They didn't the try, guy, but they didn't try to stop him at all. At all. The guy, the, but <laughs> they didn't even go like, no, you can't go in there. Right. It is. I kind of like the scene though, because then he go. The guy's like, I'm gonna shoot this guy. Or I'm gonna cut this guy's throat or whatever. And he's like, and there's like the family. And he goes, don't let them go. And Dennis Quaid just goes in and like goes <laughs> yeah. like, you go. And he's like, they're not going. He's like, they're leaving. And he just walks up to the guy. <laughs> he's like, I'm gonna kill the guy. And Dennis Quaid just clearly could not care. He does or he doesn't believe this guy is actually gonna follow right. through with it, which he isn't going to. Well, I mean, he he Dennis Quaid. We find out a little bit later is somewhat rogue. He's basically rogue, he's gone rogue. Yeah, yeah. so he's not adhering to any of the. He's just trying to get he's his son back. His son. And you find out that like he he is an FBI agent, but he's on furlough or he's been he's on not unpaid leave or something because uh, at this point they they decide determined that it was too personal because this serial killer kidnapped his kid. It's too close. You to can't home. have this guy in charge yeah. anymore, which is why he's drifting around all by himself with. Which FBI agents it's, don't usually do, and it's more and it's more dumb. Like FBI, it's more like FBI bureaucrats being the bad guys mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Where like the bo- the main boss of the FBI shows up and is like that guy, and he puts he's putting sheriffs in in their in their own jails for helping him out and stuff, and yeah. going like, we don't care if we catch the serial killer, we just want the paperwork to be yeah. be in yeah. order or whatever. We're needle nosed pencil pushers yeah. and blah blah blah. Except for this one guy who's gone rogue because he got this postcard that says, if you want to see your son again, you have to killed me and you have to believe believes underlined 218 and you're like oh what could that mean the date 218 believe who knows what that means maybe he just needs to believe no it's actually there's a train and it's going to go past a spot that's a lookout on this train uh, by the train tracks is called believe and none of these clues oh are God. useful to him until he's actually at the places where right he like it's not like he said. deduced any of this later no. it's just like he winds up in the exact spot he's supposed to and he's like i get it now. oh yeah okay <laughs> Got it. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah, it so, really unravels. But it really, it like, it, yeah, it just doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, but it's as it's happening, you're like, oh, okay, okay, yeah, oh, yeah. This, it's like exactly that kind of thing where you're like, no, oh, yes, this is functioning as a as the thing it's supposed to. And then you go like, wait, what? Wait, Why would what wait? And that was supposed. To, and this was like what the this killer's was the plan. This was the killer's plan. Was that he? And then he's gonna be there. And you're like, why would you think that? Yeah. Why would he? He's gonna he's gonna look at a map of Colorado at some point and see that the train two eighteen goes past this place called <laughs> Believe. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure this guy's pretty smart, so I bet he'll do that. <laughs> anyway, in case he doesn't, Jared Leto, uh, here's the address where my son lives. Yeah. In, my, in his mind going like, hey, that place is abandoned. Dennis- like, what? What is here? What is this? this is a weird thing. It's almost like he's pranking Dennis him. Dennis Quaid got really lucky that things worked out <laughs> for him. I mean, really lucky. It should have uh, been when he when he when he gets to the house and he sees his son next door in the in the backyard. It should have just said punked. Also, there's also at the end of the because he goes back there and he goes 
says his son's name or whatever, and then his son like goes, "Daddy, it's not Danny." I don't know. It's just like the worst ADR kid's yeah. voice. And I was just like, "Oh, <laughs> fucking shit!" It's like <laughs> the end of Inception, where his kids don't even have heads anymore. They're just like phantoms. But at least in the they background. don't. Do they run at him and go, "Danny"? No. Danny. <laughs> you don't even see their faces. <laughs> Leo. This kid goes, "Danny." Leo. This kid didn't. This Leo. kid doesn't know where the fuck he <laughs> another is. Rad. Another day, another hobby. What's new? <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, Alpha Varden was a ship. And and what do we think? Because we birthday. don't we, we don't see uh we don't see uh, Doc Jared Leto die. No. Do we think he died? Because I like to think he didn't, just because I kind of liked him. I don't remember. Because he's di- he's like dying at the end. He's got his throat cut. And, and he's got hypothermia. And they're like, he's got hypothermia. But they don't say he's got hypothermia. He's, he's going dead. to die. Yeah, they really don't. But the cops question. also, it's funny because it's cops being useless again. Because the cops are there's two cops standing there and they've wrapped his throat in something and they're like they wrapped they're, it in they're, and they're like just they're both just sitting there. It's the most realistic cop scene in any movie because they're both just sitting there looking at him, going like, "Oh, <laughs> he sure has lost a lot of blood." He, and he's got hypothermia, and they're not doing. <laughs> All right, call it in. And they're not doing anything. <laughs> what are you gonna do? A friend of mine, uh, make him away. friend of mine was an EMT, and he would talk about like when they get called to like certain things. Like he got called to like the suicide once, and this lady was dead, and her and like the cop, the the cops have been there, and this kid, her kid, was wandering around the scene, and what? like, and the, the, he shows oh up. God. He shows up with the fire department and and the EMTs, and they because they got called to it too, and they're like. Why is this kid here? And the cop's like, I don't know. And he's like, well, get him out. My friend who's an EMT is like, well, get the kid out of here. And the cop's like, oh, okay. Like, they had to tell the cops what to do. Anyway, just a little, uh, there's a little aside that this scene reminded me of because it was like, that's like a very realistic depiction of cops, like stand, sitting over a guy who's dying and going like, it looks like looks he's like dying. He's dying. <laughs> Seems to be some sort well, of what can we do? We're police officers. Classic case of guy dying on the floor. <laughs> uh, what happened to him? What, what's it say in our report? He died. What did you do to... We don't have to do anything to stop it. We're, we're I drank cops. a whole cup of coffee while it happened. That's what happened. <laughs> you killed him. No, the bullets in the fall killed him. Well, we were looking at him. <laughs> I and think that we were should... looking at him, and he was alive, and then he died. I think that they should do a Die Hard three thing in this one, and uh, you know where you don't know if he died or not. And yeah. then when Dennis Quaid finds his kid at the end, uh, hovering in a helicopter <laughs> up ahead is Jared Leto, and he's kind of bandaged up, and he's like, "Way to go!" I kind of wanted you found that. your kid. It was me the whole time. I kind of <laughs> wanted that because this movie gets heightened a few times, but I kind of wanted it to be like I was kind of like at least be a little more ridiculous if you're gonna yeah. have me try to make me believe this stupid plot is actually happening. It gets to, to the ridiculous stuff when you get to this confrontation on the train. Oh, that, that cool. is that is really I thought it was really fun and uh, and and during like there's been some stuff where Jared Leto's like I'm pretty sure that Danny Glover is the killer and Danny Glover's like no I'm not and he's like well all right and even and then all <laughs> Danny Glover's old friends are like the news says they're looking for someone that looks like you actually right. yeah this guy's a what? saint he has never done anything wrong and he's like yeah you're right Tex and then he kills him yeah, yeah. And, and so at a certain point they're on this train and the guy who described the the, the weird snow clearing wings thing is sitting right next to Danny Glover because you want to be next to your best friend of right. all time. And Danny Glover, and then like he says something that tips off Jared Leto uh, to like now D- Danny Glover is definitely the guy, and Jared Leto like turns around and is like, "Wait a minute, you are the killer!" And Danny Glover like pulls out the blade and is just, he, like the the guy sitting next to him doesn't know it, but he's holding it next to his femoral artery. Yeah. He's going, "Huh." Uh, and then he, I don't think he even gives him a chance to like save him. He just cuts his fucking artery. Yeah, and he bleeds out in seconds. Which and he you bleeds would. out, and now it's just uh, it's Leto versus Glover, and he's stalking him around. Well, and then Quaid is like running Quaid. for the thing because yeah. he because of some, some dumb luck he got some like winter clothes from a different guy. More on a train. dumb luck. And then he pointed a gun at that also gave him some soup or whatever, and he's like, "Yeah, you can catch it if you run over this mountain or whatever." Yeah. It's all dumb luck that De- Dennis Quaid shows up there at all. He at slides all, down yeah. a which hill, which is apparently and drops the, under the killer's plan is that he right. is there. Uh, it's 
Oof. It's a fucking mess. The confrontation is okay. I, I do love when Danny Glover gets it at the end because yeah. he gets knocked off the train and he's kind of laughing on his way down. He's like, ha-ha, well, it looks like I didn't die this it's time. Awesome. Yeah, he he's doing some flips and then he goes like, boom, gets impaled on the stump and it's and fucking awesome. And when he awesome. falls, they're hanging, they're like fighting on those wings yeah. that we discussed about before. And and when he falls, yeah, there's like the, it's a really good it's shot. The Gruber, the Hans Gruber shot. And yeah. he, got, he literally goes, yee-haw! Yeah. <laughs> he's that kind of killer. He's like Ray Liotta, like falling downstairs, cackling. Ha! <laughs> uh, that, it's easily the best part of the movie. I'll post that clip online. It's fucking awesome. And then, uh, and then you get the ending that we've discussed. And so then Arlie Ermy shows up in a helicopter and is like, Arlie Ermy has Fickner get him out of jail. I, I guess just so he can show up in the helicopter yeah. after everything's yeah. done. He, he goes and he goes with Quaid to the house at the end. You know, he, they, he's become he's become a friend, and he, and he doesn't have a job anymore because right. he lost the election. He lost the election because. As a as a good cop, he was helping out Dennis yes. Quaid. That's why I like that shit the best because it's like that's a, there's actually some character there as opposed to the the plot of the movie, which they is make like a this doesn't where make the any two of them sense. are living together, raising the kids. <laughs> no, nah, we don't need my two dads type of situation. Dennis Quaid has died. And Arlie Ermy is raising the kid. Yeah, Arlie Ermy is and like, the kid. As, the kid has a mustache too now. Arlie Ermy as the, as the old sheriff, ex sheriff. But it's like uh, there was this show called Our House with Wilfred oh, yeah. Brimley oh, yeah, when we were yeah, kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's like an old guy who has to take care of a bunch of little kids. That I want to see that, that but with show. but with his like corn pone uh, sheriff character. But he has to raise a bunch of. He's like I don't know how I ended up with all these kids, but you know what? It's pretty good at the end of every episode. We've got a family here. <laughs> we got a family. Holy here. shit! We got ourselves a family. Uh, what am I gonna do with this family? <laughs> I just like Arlie Ermey because I think he's mostly remembered as like you know the hard ass, sure. uh, share, as the hard asses, and then I think he's like kind of a bit of a, like a hard ass in this one, but he's really he's really nice guy. Yeah. And I'm like, I think Arlie Ermey was also good at playing just really nice guys. I think that's probably what he was like. Yeah. He probably wasn't like the guy in Full Metal Jacket who drove people to suicide. <laughs> I don't know. I saw an interview with him on one of those Kubrick documentaries, and he is a hilariously confident person. Yeah, yeah good. Uh, doesn't make him a bad guy or anything like that, but he's like, because he wasn't hired initially, he was right. just supposed to train the troops, right. and somebody else had been hired to play that character, and then he was like, I saw this guy be playing yeah, role, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. Knew, I knew I was going to take that role from him. I just knew it. <laughs> I was better than him. He knew it. I knew it. I'm the best. It was, you're like, wow. And That's Matthew, the confidence of a, of a Marine there. Matthew Modine yes. was also like every day going like, could you take my role too? I also don't want to be <laughs> yeah, in this please movie. Please do my part as well. Uh, I also don't want to be in this movie. And years later, Kevin will agree with me that he shouldn't be in this movie because <laughs> he's because I'm bad. The only person that is capable of not being tortured by Stanley Kubrick is the person who's been through Marine training before. <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in the Marines for 20 years, so it wasn't the worst experience <laughs> of my life. It was up there, though. This is all in that one episode of Mail Call. Where yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Good stuff. Well, there's not a whole lot of like funny yeah. dialogue in this and stuff or yeah. anything like that, yeah. so I don't really got You got ratings? Uh, ratings. I'm going to give this three and a half Juds as well. Mm. I just thought it was really interesting and weird. It's idiosyncratic, and I tend to, vol- I tend to value idiosyncrasy above a lot of other stuff. Um, and I like the action stuff at the end, even though, you know, it seems out of a different movie. I thought it was executed really well. I liked all the special effects and stuff. Uh, Glover's great. Ermy's great. Uh, I'm going to give it one Douglas for the, the porn in the car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
automatic one, Douglas. Because not only is there a porn car, but there are like quite a few. There's like long discussions about the porn car yeah. and the ladies in the porn car. Yeah, I think he, I'm sure he's got names for each of them individually. He's, he's calling. He has different names for us. This is Cindy over yeah. here. When the car is about to fall off the cliff, he's like, "I'm sure gonna miss you, ladies." Yeah, he does say that. Yeah. And this is a car he stole well, like two he, days he, earlier. He also, he, when that car goes over the thing before Jared Leto goes back for it, and then it falls off the cliff. He actually says, like, I'll see you later. He thinks he's going to retrieve that car. Wow. I don't know. Uh, unlikely. He, he does say that, though. Maybe he thinks he'll <laughs> see it on the news later. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Who he knows? thinks cars go to heaven, and he'll see the car in heaven when they when they die. That's probably, that's exactly All what cars go to heaven? All <laughs> cars go to heaven, yeah. Uh, so My I'm favorite Don Bluth I'm going to give it that one, Douglas, and then I'm going to give it uh, 10 out of 10 really just insanely angry, stern for a fight, Miners, oh, man, those miners, <laughs> the Morlocks, they were crazy. I couldn't, I couldn't figure that out at all. Well, like, they're all gonna die of black lung before they're forty, <laughs> so they're just trying to sow their wild oats. We just like we keep this guy beat up, I guess. And what, what can you know about yourself? You haven't beat the shit out of a stranger in a bar every night of your entire adult <laughs> life. This is minor. <laughs> this is minor country. You don't leave your car here. They come yeah. out of the shadows like those ghosts and ghosts, like the demons and ghosts, <laughs> and they suck you down to hell. <laughs> Miners, watch out! Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it two and a half. Like it's just there's definitely stuff that I really like, particularly Danny Glover, and then the cool train stuff. So whatever that was like cool, like kind of outdoorsy adventure action happening, I really liked it. But it's all I just didn't know what the fuck was going on a lot of the mm. time. Dennis Quaid is bad. <laughs> He's one of the uh, one of the main characters, <laughs> and you're just sort of like. Ugh. He's the essentially the main character. Yes, right. He's and the you... main character. He's the, at least the protagonist yeah. of the movie. Um, so, I mean, if there's it's a dual lead, I think it's him and Glover. But like, you couldn't care less about his character. It's that's it's a problem. He's asleep the whole time. One Douglas for the porno car, and uh, one one bag of candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> I happen to think is pretty good. I'm one of those psycho- psychotic people who likes candy corn. <laughs> Candy corn's fine. I just think it's it's like a whole candy store, and he's like, I'd like one small bag of candy corn. <laughs> get some, what? That's it? You know, sir, we have other options. Uh, nope. No, you don't. Corn. Nope, candy That's corn. That's what I want. It is a good, it is a good road snack, because you can just have it and eat it while you're driving. So. Necco wafers and uh, lemon heads, all the boring candy. <laughs> I'm going uh, three Juds. Um, I enjoyed it despite it <laughs> sucking. Basically, mm-hmm. like, it, but despite it, like, not making sense, I did like the the weird the weirdness of the storytelling, where they sort of two different movies that kind of slowly come together. And Glover's really fun, and I enjoyed Arlie Ermy a lot. So ultimately, I kind of enjoyed watching it, even though when you look back at it, you go like, uh, I don't think I knew what was yeah, happening was- while it was happening, and then thinking back, putting it together, it doesn't make any fucking at sense. All. Like, this is supposed to be one of those, like, right, this puzzled, puzzled together movie, and then the puzzle's like, this is a jumbled fucking mess. Yeah, right? That was his plan? His plan was to have the guy on the exact train at that exact spot and then fight him or something? I don't fucking know what's going on. Um, and, yeah, one Douglas for the porno car. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm just giving it 10 out of 10 porno cars. <laughs> Bingo. I mean, <laughs> come on. Bingo. I would also like to point out, just just really weird, because uh, the previous episode is we're we're in the bank here, so nobody knows that we were watching this movie. And someone randomly on Twitter yes. yesterday, I hadn't even heard of this movie before, and someone on Twitter is like, you know what you guys should do? Switch back. Well, <laughs> like, what? congratulations. We're d- okay. We are That's amazing. Yeah. We are doing it tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. 
We, one of us was probably watching Switchback at that at moment. At that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching Joyride, which is uh, our next movie. Yay. If you had a car, you could pick me up in Colorado. You could have an adventure. You know, the two of us. You'd want that? How far would you go for the girl you've always wanted? Sexy choice. Vintage 1971. How much would you do for a brother in need? Thank you for coming. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. I'll drop him off in Denver. I'll see you tomorrow. Breaker one, man. This is like a prehistoric internet or something. Can you do a woman's voice? How much fun <laughs> could you have? Hey there, this is Candy Candy. Who's this? Rusty Nail. If I were there, Rusty Nail, I'd make you feel good. This is turning me on. When the joke... I'll be at the Lone Star Motel. What room? Room 17. I can't wait. This is awesome! Is now on you. So we've gotten to the we've gotten through the planes. We've gotten we made the it through the trains. Now it's time for the automobiles. Now it's time for the automobiles. Although, Even though the porno car was more heavily featured than the train in the last movie, yeah, yeah, but still. True. But this 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 one is all automobiles. Yes, yes. this is a big road. This movie one thing. I the first time I saw this was uh, I saw it in the theater when it came out, and I just I was taking a road trip down to Laramie, Wyoming, to see some friends from when I when I lived in Montana. So it was like a twelve hour drive through Wyoming, and then we watched this, and the a lot of the movie. The first half of the movie is them like driving through Wyoming. Mm-hmm. So when they're getting like hunted by this trucker, it's like the same. So when I drove back, I'm like, oh man, I better not fucking piss off any truckers. <laughs> it's like the same, the same view, which is just uh, flat. Yeah, <laughs> flat, nothing out there. Flat fucking Wyoming. I think Wyoming. if there is one thing movies have taught us over the years is do not piss off truckers. Right. They are all psychotics, <laughs> and they will they bear a grudge. I mean, if you cut them off, if you prank them viciously, yeah. the guy in Duel like he doesn't do much, and that guy is like trying to murder him. And this one, at least, it's a like more provoked. Although I think this trucker goes a bit a far. bit far. He goes a bit far, but these guys deserve something. He goes a bit. They far. don't deserve this, he, but he no. goes a bit far when he rips that guy's fucking jaw. <laughs> <laughs> that guy gets it worse than anyone else in the movie. It's, that guy gets it that worse guy, than almost anyone. That period. guy was a racist asshole. True. So, I mean, he sort of had something coming, but Jesus not Christ, that. I don't know. And what did he say to him to make him rip his jaw? Rusty Nail has a temper problem. Uh, Rusty Nail. And I love that it's uh, Ted Levine's Ted voice Levine, as yes. the Rusty Nail. I which actually is so think good. it's dumb that it's not Ted Levine himself at the end. Disappointing. Yeah. It's weird too. I think it was just because probably Ted. I think well, they. I think maybe they. It was they wanted to keep it as. It like, also turns out he's not dead. So fuck right. that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I like yeah. that. But I kind of thought that <laughs> was fun. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was funny. This guy's too good. I just thought it was like I at that point I was like, all right, well at least it's fucking over. <laughs> and then it's just like, hey, get me. I'm back. It's me, Buffalo Bill. I'm back. And I was just like, Ugh, I Jesus. En- I enjoyed. I enjoyed that ending just because I thought it was like. That was the fun- it was the f- the funniest and funnest way to end it as opposed to like this guy we got the guy and he was just a fat guy <laughs> like I was like right, I, I enjoyed mean, I enjoyed that, that he too. like that he like gets away or whatever the other endings I did watch the other alternate endings yeah we gotta and get to two those. of them um one of them is like a whole fucking different ending did yeah you it's watch like the it? last no I didn't I it's didn't like have a, the disc. it's like a half hour. Yeah, it's, it's like the last like, half hour of the movie like is totally different. It's totally different. It has Walton Goggins as a sheriff's deputy in again. the deleted ending wow. a- again. Um, and But, like, it's a whole different thing. It's like the cornfield chase, but, like, they end up stealing Walton Goggins' police car from him. And like, no, I didn't it's, see this. It's like, it's I like a, a couple of them. And there are two. Uh, that's, like, the original ending. Well, it's just, like a whole half hour. I just want to, to wanna say the other two endings are, like, way lamer, and they're just, they're a little, they're a little different, mm-hmm. but they end with, like, 
this sort of thing where it's like their dad likes them now. Like <laughs> the dad likes like yes. it's like very JJ Abramsy. Yeah. Like I think the one that they went with is is silly, but it's the most fun where it's like it still is just like we don't we, it doesn't pretend the the one they went with doesn't pretend that we actually care right. about the characters. <laughs> Whereas the, the ones that. That, the ones they did they didn't go with were all sort of like reliant on it being like but and you like you really like the characters and like I, th- I thank the filmmakers for being like going with the one where it's like no people just are gonna care about the thriller they're not gonna give a shit if mm. these brothers care about each other it's really i mean paul walker is one of those actors r.i.p that is really hard to care about because he's like he him and and, and and he put him and lily sobieski in a car together and it's like <laughs> i can't i can't i can't see how the steve zahn character was able to stay awake hey, i i hey, feel i like you i like you too i feel what really are, bad what? for steve zahn in this movie because he, he's bad in it i think even though he is the only interesting thing in I, the movie. I enjoy him in general so i have yeah, fun watching th- him. so but. do i so like yeah that was that was fine but he's he's doing nothing here he's really bad all these characters suck and like i just i lost interest real fast because they're just assholes and yeah. then they're being chased by a voice in a on a fucking radio and it's just so boring <laughs> it I, looks like I, shit i enjoyed it i think i i didn't i i agree that the characters all suck and and that's like part of the point whatever uh it, it is the sort of thing where they, you, they they introduce another character halfway through and you're like guess what it's lily sopieski well she's introduced <laughs> at the beginning she's introduced they're going they're going to in, pick her up and he has they have all, they have a whole adventure and then she yeah, is, yeah. she joins them later on you're like oh this should bring another character this is yeah, gonna yeah. break oh oh it's lily sopieski. and it's like a girl and so it's like there's a little bit of tension there but only briefly i like that the movie doesn't like hold on do anything at all <laughs> i don't know okay i mean whatever i think it's fine i thought it was fun i like this i I like this more than I like Switchback. Ugh. I did yeah. too. I thought it was fun. Like I, 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 I enjoyed the whole thing. So I don't know. I mean, like, go like on. They've been, ch- they've been, <laughs> they've been being chased by this guy, this serial killer who's ripped a man's jaw off <laughs> with his hands, with his bare hands. And the first time they <laughs> he actually probably get used a tool. The no, first he time tries they, to do it later on. And, and then right. the first time they actually get into a real confrontation with him, he makes them go naked into a diner. This is fucking stupid. <laughs> oh, no, you get to see some buns though. Oh, God. You get to see well, Zon, he's, Zon and Walker because like, he's pranking them now. I get it, but I mean, I come up with something comedy. a little bit more compelling. <laughs> I know what pranks are. All right, now we're even. No, we're not. I'm real <laughs> mad. You really got me there, guys, and I'm real mad about yeah, it. Yeah, I dig it. I don't know. I thought it was fun. Police uh, around here don't seem to have the first clue about pranking. <laughs> uh, I like. I like. I kind of enjoyed the 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 way that they had like the whole movie kind of. You go like, oh, it gets to the part where they he's got them pinned up against a tree, and they're like, we're sorry, and he's like, okay, I'm gonna let you go, and then you're like, well, the movie's not over yet, and it kind of turns into like just a regular movie again. They're they're like, let's just not tell her about it. Let's just <laughs> not tell. I like that's that. Funny. It's funny. I think these guys make bad decisions, but I found it entertaining. I would so. I would have liked this movie to been intense and scary. Like everybody talks about this reminding them of Duel, but I wanted the Hitcher, man. The Hitcher is what this seems like to be the clear uh, reference yeah. point, and that and movie is crazy intense have, and scary. They should have ladies getting torn apart by um, that's that's what i'm saying man like like that they and they keep threatening to do that shit and then just not going anywhere <laughs> yeah like they kidnap the girl the friend that you meet at the beginning of the movie yeah he kidnaps fine. that girl and she's fine <laughs> and it's just like come on in the in the law lo- in the other cut like they find her they like he calls the cops because they end up in jail and he's like oh I got the lady locked she chained up here and they go they go to this place and she's like chained up in the corner of this thing like hanging from the ceiling and then they like go over to her and she starts twitching and she's like Jeez. alive and then there she Lily Sobieski and her are in the ambulance together and then he like 
crashes the ambulance off the road. So I think her friend Man, ends, up, great. <laughs> ends up dead. It, but it's but it's also like not it's also not good. But yeah, I mean she does show up and she's like this girl who's been kidnapped by this guy for like a week probably or whatever three yeah. days is unharmed and you're like eh, I don't think I don't think this girl would be unharmed. It just seems like they made it, there's a concerted effort to, to make this less intense after the fact. <laughs> like you talk about that, there's a whole half hour reshot. It seems like they reshot it to make it like not as mean. Yeah, I don't um, think I don't think this movie is PG-13, but it, I think it's R, as well but be. it has a PG-13 vibe. Yeah. Where all the main principal characters are fine at the end of it and even those deleted scenes end with Steve Zahn like calling his dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I guess everything's going to be fine, you know, sort of yeah. where it's like we were it was pretty thrilling, but let's not go like <laughs> let's not go too far. It's not like, you know, some people we didn't know died, sure, but right. everybody's fine. We can all learn and grow. Yeah, I do think I do wish that like it had they had figured out a way to write a movie where like the climax was on the road or something. Yeah, because I feel like it ends up where they're like come to these hotels and they're go. It's like a lot. The ending kind of just oh drags. God, that I feel scene like. we're like, wait, we've been to three different motels. Which one could it be? Oh wait, it's that one over there. We just <laughs> so missed that it's one. The one we yeah. didn't get to. <laughs> I would like to remind you that Breakdown, a similar type of movie, ends with uh, a guy having a fucking truck dropped, <laughs> on, dropped right. on him from a bridge. A movie I also didn't like as much as you guys, but is way better than this. A guy has a truck dropped on him from a bridge. <laughs> Crazy! Yeah, I'm a John Dahl fan, and I like I like this. I, I think he directs I like this him. very well. I, I yeah, I don't think good. I think, Ooh, it, I think it looks bad. It's There's all a, it's all that red light. Can't stand it. Looks like mm. Nicholas Winding huh. Riffin. No, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it does no, not. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. I'll tell you why. Because characters do things yeah, exactly. in this one. It's not just a. It's not just a, a four-hour long static shot of some uh, guy standing there going like, "Is something going to happen?" And Nicholas Winding Refn. It's like, no, no, I fell asleep. <laughs> no, this is my movie. No, this whole movie. It's ten hours of this. I refuse to entertain you. <laughs> I will never do it again. I learned my lesson with Drive. <laughs> no one shall be entertained by me again. <laughs> that is my brand. <laughs> I'm following my muse of nothingness. It's made him go broke. <laughs> well, I mean, try oh, harder, man. Yeah. Your aesthetic I, is nothingness. I, then, I, did, uh, I did. I did watch that entire Amazon. Show. I loved that show, but it's not what. It's not for anyone. <laughs> no. Well, I, I I kind of I kind of loved it too, but it is like what is who's what this the fuck for? is, is this? this even for you? Yeah, and right. Nicholas <laughs> even I don't like it. Yeah. but, uh, but I, I like I like this movie. I like road movies. I like you know it takes place in you know like I said I was like when I saw this the first time I had literally driven yeah. probably those same highways so I was like oh hey that's like where I just was you know I I, I enjoy that like I don't know so I I like that stuff. Um, well, let's get my, to the, the, the hard the hardest thing for me to get past is like. Again, R.I.P. Paul Walker just sucks. Yeah, he sucked. He this, sucked in real life. This too. is, and I'm going to say this. I'm going to. I'm going to say this, and I know you're going to disagree with me, but this is my favorite Paul Walker car-themed movie. Yeah, <laughs> can't go that far. By I far, like, by like, far, by far, because I don't really like. I'm not a fan of those. I'm not really a fan of those uh, Fast and Furious movies. So. Oh, I only like a few. Apologies of them. to everybody who five, six, at home, and seven. That's five one of those, sucks. I'm sorry. It's true. That's Everyone says five is the best one. They could not be. Well, more I think their movies. Is the best those are movies that I enjoy once, and I go like, sure. And then, but then there's people I feel like who have watched them multiple times who care about them and I'm like yeah. wait 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 yeah exactly wait, you actually care about these movies oh no I thought you just looked at them and laughed and then went and then went on right. with your lives I know they're gonna keep making them for some reason but like uh, there I mean, is a, they make money there is a scene at the end of the seventh one where they do this it's pretty famous where they do this yeah, right. weird tribute to Paul Walker CGI where he doesn't Paul Walker. where he doesn't die but he dies and it does it's, it does it's amazing oh wow every time 
It's, I mean, it, it made me it, it made me laugh out loud. It made me it? laugh out loud. Yeah. It, it also makes me. It's just just so weird. It's like a meathead's like sincere tribute yeah. sort of thing. Unbelievable. Like what if a bunch of dumbasses did a sincere tribute to a guy that they loved, and that is exactly and it's what be- it is. And they they had to use all the like, like doubles for his bro- like his brother doubled him for him, and then they had CG like renders to do yeah. it. So it's just like everybody's like, look at him over there, he's so great, and then he just like. Looks over at him, you know, because they had like a got a shot of him smiling from like four movies yes, ago. That's the, that's the funny part. It's like it's so bad. And then he drives off, and the roads branch off into two separate directions. Oh, so you know he's ascending, even though the character's not dead. <laughs> Technically, he is separating from them forever. So as much symbolism, as, as much as I think Paul, Paul Walker is is like a is like a wooden a pretty wooden actor. But they did find his his equal with Lily Sobieski in this movie. And I feel like those two are going to make a pretty good couple She's wooden in a very different sort of way, too. But they but they're both they're both like when they're having their phone conversation at the beginning, you're like it's amazing. Like it's amazing that he woke up his roommate because you're like I feel like this conversation would put you to sleep. Like Again, just listen, I, hey, could you stop it with that really low low boring talk over there? Who I like how he goes uh, I'll be quieter, I'm sorry, and then just doesn't. He just keeps talking. Well, he gives him his he gives him his Walkman. He, he <laughs> sure. gives him his Discman. Like, put these headphones on. This is this is this. It's just the sort of thing you don't see in movies very often. And uh, and again, R.I.P. Paul Walker. I don't know. It's sad, but but he's so bad. <laughs> In, in in a way that you rarely, I mean, he's bad, like he's never act, like he's not even a trained actor or something. Right. You know, the scene when he's talking on the phone and it's his opening scene, and it's like uh, when, you, when you would see athletes on Saturday Night Live or something like <laughs> it that. Is, so it like, is, it is exactly like, like that. Un, yeah, un, like, hello. Oh, yes, it is nice to talk to you. Sort of it's like, like it's like Michael Rappaport in True Romance, where he's like, okay, you're driving the car. Okay, I'm driving. I'm driving. I'm driving. Yeah, but he's fun to watch. Sure, sure. <laughs> He's got bringing energy to it. And this stuff. guy's like watching a board, like literally like watching a board and going like, what's it going to do? Is yeah. it going to, you know what it's going to do? It's not going to do anything. He's like the football player who's in a school play because he needs the credits or something <laughs> like that. It's something like that. And he's like, I'm just trying to get through this. I, if I read these lines that I've memorized, I've technically done what, what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> and she's just getting over a breakup. She's like me and my boyfriend, we broke up. <laughs> and she's not ba- bad. She's not like halting. No, but she's, she's just boring. It's just yeah, and I mean her character. They don't. Her character is also boring. But like yeah. she is like. Remember that part in the middle of the movie very, they where they both seem like they're they've both seem like they're kind of asleep. That part in the middle of the movie where she's supposed to be drunk. Yeah, and she's just like, "Can I have three shots of tequila?" <laughs> That's it. She's like, "I am drunk." Oof. Boy, boy, I tell you what, I sure am drunk right boy, now. Boy, I sure am drunk. Mm. So and, and then I'm, Steve Zahn like <sighs> puts more booze Zahn, into her. Steve Zahn is like, and Steve Zahn is like the opposite of those guys. Right. Like he is like so. I mean, I, and I and I enjoy him in this movie. So I didn't. I guess that's <laughs> difference between you guys. But I thought he was fun in this. And but I also it's like much needed because like anything the, helps because because the other two leads are like well, they're not gonna help it. They're not gonna help move this along at all. But, but he, also he's supposed to be like the third wheel. It's like. It doesn't make any sense. He's a third wheel, and he's like a, a an intentionally he's the instigator. Ab- a grating yeah. and obnoxious character, and that's part of the deal. I mean, the plot. So the plot of the movie, which Paul we haven't Walker. even talked about, is that they like yes. get it. He buys a CB radio, and he's like, "We're gonna prank some people," which yeah, honestly is kind of before funny. before they get to that. Paul Walker has to pick. It's Steve. He has to pick him brother. up out of jail. He has to pick him up out of jail, yeah. and he's constantly in and out of jail. I don't think we really find out why. I guess just generalized he's a mayhem. Troublemaker. He's just a troublemaker. I think he's just you know. And he's been, he's kind of separate. We never find out. We never find out anything about Danny Glover's character in the yeah. in Switchback, and he's a serial he killer. Likes, he likes killing. <laughs> I guess I like killing. And he's Why? a saint. And he's a saint. He's, he's a serial fun. killer who is a saint. I'm a good enough guy who just likes to kill. You know. 
but yeah, he, he's so they, they, there's some tension between the yeah. two brothers at first because Paul Walker's like, my brother's a fuck up. And uh, and his brother's like, I'm a fuck up. <laughs> and Paul Walker thinks he's better than me or something like that. Whatever. What, you think you're better than me? And so they kind of fight a little bit. And then uh, we well, hasn't seen him in like five years. And he's in college yeah. now. So he was like kind of more of a little kid when he's last time he saw his brother. Yeah. He was probably he's like because he does mention he goes like, oh, you're taller than me. <laughs> He was probably like a little kid when he saw him last time. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm a fuck up. Anyway, can I ride with you to Denver? <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and he, yeah, he's just going to go to Denver. He's doesn't, got to. He doesn't want to join up with the family or anything like that. And then he buys a CB radio for shits and giggles and attaches it to Paul Walker's car. Paul Walker's like, hey, ah, whatever. And <laughs> and then they start, and then it was it's pranking time. Yeah, he starts pranking a rusty nail. Well, they, they just send out general prank, and he's like, talk like a girl. Do, do a girl thing. <laughs> I was really not into this. Uh, also, the, the, their prank is like to no homo this guy. I thought that, I thought that kind of sucked. It's uh, what's the name of what's the name that they use? Candy for Cane. The, Candy Cane. I mean, and and Paul and, and Paul Walker. It's Paul Walker doing the voice, and Steve Zahn goes like, "Do a do a girl voice," and it's Paul Walker. He goes, do Paul Walker. He goes, do a girl like, voice. He's basically like, "Hi, I'm Candy Cane. I'm a girl." He like goes do a girl voice like you like you used to when we did prank calls and he goes like well I was a little kid then that's just what my voice sounded like yeah well it, he doesn't have to try very hard no. <laughs> because he's like hi I'm Candy Cane you want to have sexy times uh, I do him? I sure uh, do I'm automatically in love with you. God, I lost my Ted Levine voice mm. automatically in love there you with you there, <laughs> there you go I'm gonna take off your bra. <laughs> <laughs> have sexy time you oh great big fat person and uh <laughs> I'm into that. Big, girl, <laughs> big girl sure and uh and so they, they're just like pranking him and at a certain point they go and and like if this guy well, they, wasn't they, a, they like lose him at some point because and if this like guy that's wasn't a work. psychotic jaw-ripping maniac this would be a fairly cruel prank to pull on someone and, and i guess it is even if you are um, where they go, like, meet us at this hotel well, room. They, they go to get the hotel room, the motel room, and there's a dickhead in the uh, like ta- arguing That's with the right. manager first. This fucking racist dude yeah. is like, "There's th- what's this thing? There's too many towels or something. I don't he's know like, what the fuck he's complaining he said about. They keep, they keep knocking on my door trying to give me towels. Right. I don't want any fucking towels. I just want to sleep. I want to talk to the real to the other, the to real the manager. The manager. white manager. Yeah. This is this nice Indian man or something. It's, it's awful. Yeah. And uh, and so Steve Zahn... <laughs> that, that part actually is probably pr- pretty oh, realistic. Oh, I'm sure that's pretty realistic. Oh, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Steve, Zahn, uh, Steve Zahn's there. He overhears us. The guy flips him some shit, too, and then because uh, Steve Zahn tries to like defuse the situation. Guy gets mad at him, and so Steve Zahn decides to tell... Rusty, well, Rusty Nail. Nail comes back at that point. They think because they're driving, and so like they lost this guy they were talking to. And you're on the highways that you don't assume right. you're going to hear back. From, well, that guy's gone. The prank we didn't get to do the whole prank, but that guy's gone now yeah. because like he didn't. We're not. That's not how CB, you know CB radios right. aren't like cell phones where it's like now we can talk to every whoever the world. It's like oh he's gone. He's out of range. Whatever. Yeah. That guy got a boner half on, and then now he's driving somewhere else. Half on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, nobody gets a full-on boner from that candy cane voice. <laughs> Speak I don't yourself. know, Kevin. Oh, wow. Well, this, this is getting pretty hot. Getting pretty hot in here. Uh, never mind. <laughs> oh. And, uh, yeah, so they they, pr- they prank uh, Rusty Nail, Ted Levine. Tell him to go to the asshole's room. Tell him to go to the asshole's room and like room bring, bring pink champagne because yeah. that's, that's what candy favorite. cane likes. Yeah, that's my favorite. We're going to really get down to some business. And uh, and of course he like shows up and they're in the hotel room next to him and uh, there's like a shot in here that I really like where there's like Ted Levine is showing up and they're 
Standing well, it's not on, Ted Levine, but the killer. Well, yeah, the killer. Whatever. Yeah. And they're standing on the opposite the opposite ends of this like tacky maritime hotel painting. And then the camera's just zooming in on this painting, but it's but it's also like what's happening in on the yeah. other side. I thought it was really cool. Yeah, and yeah. There's a lot of stuff like this. I like, like all this. that stuff. And you can hear in the other room, Ted Levine going, Where's Candy King? I was going to have sex with Travis. Oh, fuck you, man. And then you hear like a thud <laughs> sound, and they're like, oh. And they call like the oh, manager. That's not to, good. Yeah, that didn't, uh, <laughs> wasn't as funny as we hoped it would be. And then uh, they they find out the next day that, uh, <laughs> well, not only okay, so he killed he well he didn't kill the guy he put him in a coma but he ripped his lower jaw off and then put him in the median yeah they found the guy they found the guy in, in the median on the highway I like how the the cop that's that's interviewing them outside the hotel first he's he's just like a real asshole and he's then he's so, like he's really pissed at those he's like boys. it wasn't comely what happened to this guy yeah <laughs> Steve Zahn's like I don't really I don't know, know what, what that, that means, means. <laughs> and there's that and then they take him to see the guy he at goes, the maybe, hospital. Because I think right. it's something might change your mind. Well, because then they do show him that, and that's when they, uh, off camera, come clean. They would clean. never, ever do that. They come clean, and then Jim Beaver's well, like... That's like, right, it is Jim Beaver. Jim Beaver's yeah. like, you fucking idiots, you yeah. fucking Because they, they tell the cop everything about the prank. That should have been like the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, all right, fuck you. Roll the credits. Yeah. And, and the cop's just like, you fucking pranking assholes. And, and, this, and to, to some degree, obviously, people shouldn't get their jaws ripped off and the guy goes too far, but I hate pranks and pranksters. Mm-hmm. And so the, a lot of this movie is just sort of pr- asshole pranksters getting some divine yeah. retribution. Well, and the, I'm all the, for that. The, the, the la- I, don't, the, yeah, I don't like pranks either. Maybe yeah. the final scene should have been the, the jaw guy's fucking family suing them into oblivion for <laughs> reckless endangerment. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and it's with like a five-minute trial. Like, lo- they, they, courtroom they, scene. They, yeah, and then Ted Levine's the judge. He's like, guess what? <laughs> Guilty. <laughs> oh, shit. Judge Rusty judge Nail. Judge Rusty Nail. Oh, no. <laughs> he's not a hanging judge. He's a jaw-ripping judge. <laughs> but they don't, they don't, he's, so he's still chasing, they're like back on the highway and they're still going to Boulder to pick up Lily Sobieski and they're like, well, whatever. We'll just hopefully this guy won't bother us anymore. But then if he's following them, and he like you know they they think it's his ice cream truck driver or the ice truck driver at this gas station mm-hmm. who then chases after them, but is a red herring and just wants to give him their credit card back. And then and the truck drives through his ice truck and chases them down this awesome. road. But before that happens, they talk to him again, and 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 they're and he's like, he tells him to apologize. And at a certain yeah, but at a certain point, Paul Walker just levels with him and goes, look, oh, we're sorry, man. Or he, I'm he a guy. Doesn't, he doesn't Not apologize. Not until he, after Steve Zahn goes like, fuck you, I don't have yes, to apologize. Steve I think, well, Zahn's shit. being obnoxious, yeah. but well, Paul Walker, Paul Walker is goes, going. He would, he would have apologized yeah. if Steve Zahn hadn't taken the thing from him and gone like, we're not going to apologize. We're shit. I'm a, we're a total shitheads. Well, I am. Because his character's like that and yeah. has to be like that. And then, But Paul Walker does tell him that it was a prank and that they were trying to be funny. And he's like, oh, you think that's funny, do you? And uh, so he doesn't take this pranking well. He does not take this pranking well. There's a scene where he drives through this guy's ice truck. I thought that was pretty awesome. And then he's about to like crush their car. He's got their car pressed yeah. up against a tree, and they're smashing it. And then he, and then they like, hey, stop! <laughs> they're talking over the CB. Stop crushing us with your truck, man. And he's like, well, don't you have something to say to me? We apologize. We're sorry. He's and like, then he's like, okay. He goes, actually, it was pretty funny. Now you know how it feels. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. I like that whole chase scene where he's got him pinned up against the tree and shit. I like that stuff. Yeah, I, like, I liked all this stuff. I don't know. It was fun. I just hated how it just de-escalated. 
But then, it, then but there's then 20 it, minutes of the movie where nothing happens. Yeah. And he makes them go naked into a diner. It's just like, ah, come well, on. Well, they, they think everything's over. They apologize, and that was all that they, he needed to do, and they're, they're done with it. It so is they go, not. It sure ain't. <laughs> they go pick up uh, Lily Sobieski, and she's like, now, now you're a part of our, our group, and Steve's on. is like, maybe she's pretty hot. Maybe I'll get some of that action, and that would be a thing. Because <laughs> Paul Walker keeps reiterating, we're just friends. And he's like, yeah. okay, so you're just friends, right? All right. All right. I'm kind of a sleazebag, even though. <laughs> Even though you're my brother, I'm gonna go do this. I'm trying. Yeah, he tries to he tries to hit on uh, Lily. Goes to, goes to her uh, room and is like, "Hey, now you want to drink some more?" And then and then at this point, uh, that is a, that is a funny scene where he diffuses the situation with the asshole guys oh, in the love, bar. That's really funny because yeah. like first the dude is like hitting on her like, "What's your name?" And she, she's you like, "Be like, called peaches," like, and she's just like, "Fuck you! I don't want to talk to you." And 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 then Paul Walker, Paul comes Walker comes in, he's kind of like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "Is this your is this your bitch? This is your bitch? You better tell your bitch to you shut up." And then Steve Zahn comes in, he's like, "Bitch, are you talking too much again? You better shut, shut the up. fuck up." Let's drags get the, her out. Let's of get there. the fuck out of here. And then he runs around. I, actually, that was like that was like the best way I've seen anybody. Yeah. Do, like, that was really funny. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that was what we thought should happen. So good. <laughs> All right. Well, that well uh, see, back to the mines, no, that, boys. That scene ends like he drags Lily Sobieski out of the bar, and then the last shot of the scene is just the asshole still looking at Paul Walker. It's like, and then they beat the shit out of him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> they don't. No, he leaves. Paul Walker's like, well, stop. see you. Bye. Bye. <laughs> back to see you. I hope you enjoy your day at the mine tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Jeff I said I was sorry. <laughs> enjoy antagonizing the LOI. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and and then at this point there. Rusty Nail starts calling Rusty him Nail starts hotel. calling him again. And right. he. He look, looks like I found candy cane after all. This is the and part he, I did like Lily Sobieski because they're like flipping out. And they're like, oh, my God. And she's like, what's Because what they, they were like, let's just not tell her about that whole <laughs> Rusty Nail situation. And then this is all happening. She's like, how scared am I supposed to be? And they're like, and he, ah, goes, he goes scared. more than usual. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Pretty scared. And, then, and so now he's just like, what? Just, he just wants to continue antagonizing him, except now with Lily Sobieski. Now he's, pr- now he's pranking him, and he's kidnapped her friend. At some point, they find out that she he has her her friend. Who we met briefly we met earlier briefly in the that's movie. That's like, I am in her car. And so that means he like followed them to her college. He's and got Bugs Bunny powers, man. He Absolutely. totally has Bugs Bunny powers, because there's a part where he writes on the road, on the road signs part. that's like, uh, look, look in, in the, the trunk, trunk on trunk. the road signs. I know, and I know it's like ridiculous, but I'm like, you know what? I'm into it. Yeah. I like this. Just look in the trunk. And they, I mean, and they look in the I, trunk. I, to me, it didn't have the momentum to carry me over thinking about what the fuck is going on. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, if I if I if I can buy whatever Danny Glover's plan right. is in Switchback, <laughs> I can buy this cool scene where the guy wrote all those things. I'm that's, like, whatever. That's the this that, that this guy is cl- is clearly improvising this right. plan, like because he. W- wasn't I mean, he was? I guess he was just driving a truck before these guys pranked him. And he's like, you know what? I'm I'm not doing that anymore. I'm, this is my whole thing. My whole existence is getting these pranksters. <laughs> and a, I also <laughs> need to get this shipment of VCRs exactly. across the country. Well, I gotta see if I can wrap this up. Because he because he has a, all the fish just, in the back is, of that truck is spoiled. Because he has a because uh, he has a trailer. Yeah. yeah, on the truck. It's not just the the not just the cab. Not just the cab. And you're like, well, this guy had a delivery, or he stole this truck. The baby or- chicks can live off of the yolk in their body for another three <laughs> days, but I really. <laughs> and we never find out what's in the truck, though. Maybe it's his whole murder lab and the. Oh yeah. I mean, who knows what he's got going on? It there. could be. Oh, he's got like a supervillain lair in the back of that truck, or he's like, it's like Optimus Prime. I bet it's just nothing. Yeah, yeah. it's just empty. It's just nothing. almonds. 
Oh, the bodies of his victims. Bodies of other pranksters. It's got the Taxidermy. whole. It's like it's like Johnny Knoxville. All of the jackass guys are back there. The the uh, or the uh, even Wee Man is back there. Wow, the fucking, even Wee Man. The jerky boys. The jerky boys <laughs> hanging from hooks. Good. That's how they should have ended the movie. They open the cops open the trunk and it's like, oh my god, it's history's greatest pranksters. It's like the uh, who's the camera guy? <laughs> history's greatest Ellen pranksters. Ellen <laughs> is in the back of the truck. This guy. This guy hates pranks. George Clooney is strung up back there. Mel Gibson's back Mel there. Gibson. <laughs> oh, I hate pranksters so bad. What do you call all the pranksters in the back of a truck hanging from hooks? A good start. <laughs> he's got uh, he's got all the every episode on tape of movies of practical or bloopers of practical jokes. And there he just fucking Dick Clark and Ed McMahon. It's like he's got a dartboard with their faces pictures. On it. Jamie Kennedy is still alive, but barely. Like when he was a kid, like he he got pranked by that that thing where like a, another kid pulled a chair out from under and he was trying to stand up. He's like, I commit my entire life to fucking pranksters. A, a, he, like a, that was his first kill. I started with our started with birds and bugs and then I moved on to this kid who did a prank on me and then I only murdered pranksters for the rest of my Just life. A black and white flashback to him like opening a door <laughs> and a bucket of water falling on his head. <laughs> it's very started- so mad. He started Nothing's with worse like than pranks. He started with cats that like came up to him like they liked him, and then when he tried to pet him, they right. ran away because yeah. they pranked him. You fucking pranked me into maybe, believing oh, no, you maybe, liked me. Maybe the flashback is that like somebody put a rusty nail in a floorboard oh, and he stepped yeah. on it. There you there go. go. Oh, and that's why he talks like this because he's got a lockjaw. <laughs> <laughs> never got those tetanus shots. I never got a tetanus shot. And ever since then, <laughs> I've hated pranks. We don't have tetanus shots where I come I from. I talk like this because of a prank. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I want to see this movie. Joyride 2, please. There is a Joyride 2, but I there doubt that's one, what yeah. it's about. Serial killers have had worse motives than taking down the pranksters. Mm. I'm that's almost... not even... That's, I mean, that is this guy's motive, but it's not his ultimate motive is to get all the pranksters. Guess not. Like, it's... Uh, it, what, the end game of whatever his uh, deal is is sketchy, or... Well, sketchy. It's just kind of convoluted and weird, but you got to admit, he's very good at executing whatever his fucking plan is. He, like, he's, uh, he's a very... Let's just say the man's confidence in his planning on the fly is astounding. Yeah, it's really good because not only I mean the the sign where he paints the look in the trunk and he's he's picked up the CB radio that they mm-hmm. threw out of the car and put that back and then Lily Sobieski has another pretty good line. She goes, "Why? Uh, can you tell me why I'm supposed to be afraid of a radio?" Yeah, yeah that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, because they because she because they open it they jump back so and they're like, "Oh my fucking god!" And she's like, "Uh, it's pretty funny." <laughs> Why is that? This, is this a CB radio? I was like, expecting something much worse than that. Well, um, the whole thing, uh, oh shit, it's gonna be a long story. Anyway, we're driving to New Jersey yeah. or wherever, so who fucking care? We got plenty of time. Yeah, I do wish, I do wish, because they all like end up not making it at the, or not, 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 not making. They all end up not dying at the end, and right. I kind of somebody's got to die. I kind of was like, ah. If the end, I wish the none of the alternate endings are mean either. They they survive all of them. So there's not an ending where like Steve Zahn doesn't make it or Lee okay. Sobieski does get her head blown off by that. I would have enjoyed by that. that by that shotgun. But like you <laughs> almost want it to be like kind of mean, right? Like I wanted it to be a little meaner. Yeah, yeah. it just you know? I wanted it to escalate at some point. Yeah, because yeah, it ends just sort of at this motel, and then they're like, then it's just like a physical fight with this guy while Lily Sobieski is in this room, and if someone opens the door, yeah, she's, and then, and she's and got then this improvised the shotgun. Cops thing shoot him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The cops shoot him as he's like driving his truck. I did like the thing where he like took the yeah. like Steve Zahn falls on the wire. It's got this gross. He's like ah, he's he, pulling like, himself off it. of the wire, but he like 
bends it and First he attaches pushes him. it back on and then yeah. yeah. He does a lot of stuff very quickly. I'm not arguing that this guy doesn't have Bugs Bunny powers and that it's a little ridiculous. I just like kind of enjoyed a lot of his like and then when he when Paul Walker goes around there a minute later and finds Steve's on like hung on the other side of the fence and this guy has like <laughs> done a whole thing with this wire this yeah, like pipe. incredibly competent at this wow thing. this guy is and he's fast too and, like, and he like runs away he's like, Ooh, and he runs away and this and this is at the point where this has been established this is kind of a big fat guy he's about 370 pounds. like this is not a fast man <laughs> <laughs> this is not ted levine Maybe even it's not like a yeah he's apparently yeah like he, <laughs> he's got like magic fucking powers or something you build up the quickness from sitting in a truck seat for 14 yeah, yeah. hours a day it's like yeah. the gummy bears, maybe. He's got like yeah. bouncy, that bouncy <laughs> juice. Give me that gummy juice. Give me that gummy juice. I stepped on a rusty nail as a kid. So what happens? I dedicated my life to getting back at pranksters and inventing gummy juice from Magic the cartoon and gummy bears. part of my history. <laughs> what happens in the other endings? Uh, no, I, I, I apparently didn't watch this big long ending that Kevin saw, but I watched It's pretty much two of the, the other same. Ones. They in the in the long one, the end it ends in the cornfield, and they um they and it ends up with like a gas tank, and Steve Zahn shoots the gas tank, and the truck blows up. Yeah, uh, I didn't see that one, and he's dead. And I can't I'm, honestly, I can't remember. I don't know that any of the other ones like reveal that it's a different killer. Because in the end of this, he like re- when it like they get the killer, they're like, who was it? And they're like, it was this guy who drove the ice truck. And you're like, well, you know, it's not that guy because he like obviously killed the ice truck guy, right? <laughs> kept him to like uses a it's very as a, it's very, very silly because right. then he's alive at the end right, he's right. like on the radio again going like I hope a rain comes and washes all the scum off this <laughs> yeah he gets all taxi driver <laughs> I'm looking forward to the storm washes everything clean yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and I don't think it's implied that he's still gonna fuck with them it's more like he's just still out there he's like well I'm gonna continue I'm I just might, a menace I'm gonna be out here <clears throat> delivering my, my my vengeance against deliver, pranksters delivering vengeance <laughs> and VCRs yeah. or whatever's in my truck is, does now is this? Do you know if the sequel involves Rusty Nail or is it entirely? I have no different idea. Thing? I think it's a straight to video sequel. So I imagine it's two, like two it, straight I, to video. Sequels. I imagine they oh, are. In, I imagine they are in name only sequels. Right. Or like they're like they're uh, you know you know those straight to video directed sequels, by like, like DJ Catrona. Well, or you know they're like, like knockoffs <laughs> or something. You know, like Turbulence Two and Three are like right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, also on a also plane. on a plane. Yeah, I was just I was just curious. I think this is like it's also a trucker. I wonder and if there's straight to video switchback two and three. <laughs> oh man, one could hope. Switchbacks. Switchbacks. I don't remember what the second uh, Joyride is called, but Joyride 3 is called Dead End. Yeah, baby. Oh, my goodness. And uh, Levine apparently does not come back uh, as the voice for these. J.J. Abrams does, though. Yeah, of course. (laughs) He's playing his character from uh, (laughs) Diabolique. There is is also a bonus feature in this, is uh, because apparently two other people were hired to do the voice. Oh, really? Given a shot at doing the voice, and you can watch one of the scenes of it with the other people doing the voice. The uh, the other person I'd not heard of before, but the Charles Nelson Riley. Oh, man, (laughs) I wish. This is Rusty Nail. Candy I'm looking cane. for candy cane. <laughs> what candy you cane. boys did wasn't funny. <laughs> you would like that movie. I would love that movie. So yeah, that's, Who all you, that's all you had to do. But yeah, the other one is Eric Roberts. Oh, okay. And it sucks. Now, Eric Roberts, <laughs> you said there was two others. Eric Roberts and, and some the guy, guy I'd never heard of. Oh, some guy. Some guy, okay. And, uh, and, and yeah, I listened to the Eric Roberts one, and it's like, yeah, you're not... <laughs> Mm-hmm. I mean, Ted Levine has a fucking awesome voice, right. and Eric Roberts, I suppose, could, but he's just like, "Hi, it's me, Eric Roberts." Should have got Ray Liotta. Yeah, Eric Roberts. Ray Liotta would have hey, done a good job. Yeah, this was a pretty good prank. Yeah, <laughs> so, you're right. But Karen. Eric, they made the right choice not going with Eric. I Roberts. like the Ted Levine voice because it is like. <laughs> 
instantly menacing. Like yes. he's like, yeah. uh, I want to talk to you. And you're like, don't talk to that trucker. I want to take your bra off. Don't pull a prayer. I'm not used to doing this. I guess I take your bra off. <laughs> I've uh, never masturbated before. Seem, How does I, that work? I seem very confused about this, but later on I'm going to be very good at improvising <laughs> murder situations for you guys. God. So. If only he'd uh, used his, the competence that he has in orchestrating an on-the-fly prank revenge thing to just <laughs> other things in life. I'm just going to imagine that his back of his truck, either the back of his truck or a, a shed he has at home is just full of dead pranksters. According, <laughs> according, now, according Throughout to this, his whole uh, life. Eric Stoltz also was up for a rusty nail. Eric, Eric Stoltz? Stoltz? According to the IMDb. Weird. What the fuck? Prank collar, prank collar. Yeah, prank right? collar, prank collar. <laughs> Stop bothering me. I was looking. I was looking to see, like, if who if they listed who the other people were, but that's the only one I can yeah. find. Yeah. Ugh. Eric fucking Stoltz. That Crazy. seems weird. That would just sound like it would just sound like one of the main characters in the movie, unless he's doing his uh his character from uh, uh Murder of Crows. Oh boy. Well, I do declare, Candy Cane, <laughs> I'm going to get you for that prank. Here's a good it's piece of IMDb trivia. Some, some classic IMDb trivia, oh, like the good kind. Here we go. <laughs> There's a connection to Monk, the TV show Monk. Get out of here. <laughs> Ted Levine's character says in the Monk episode, Mr. Monk and the Three Pies, just some punks on a joyride. There's a mm, connection boy. to Monk for you. <laughs> <laughs> Classic IMDb wow. trivia. That is so, that is eerie, man. Love it. That made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. <laughs> man, awesome. oh man. Amazing Good stuff. stuff. <laughs> uh, any more quotes? It's, you know, n- none of these movies had all that great. Uh, there's no sleaze in it, but uh, yeah, I had that. Is this your bitch thing? Uh, there's a funny line um, where the where the cops is kind of in that middle part when the cops kind of like uh, <laughs> they're dressing like down. how is everything or whatever, oh, yeah. and then they go, and then Steve Zahn goes, "We're fine now that we're not murdered." <laughs> uh, a line that I liked, and then uh, you know, take off your bras about the sexiest or about the sleaziest thing anybody yeah, says in the whole thing. Yeah, uh, ratings. I'm going to give this two and a half Juds. I want to give it two, but I'm going to give it two and a half for the truck stuff. Because mm-hmm. I thought the truck stunts are really well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, if you watch the deleted scene, there's a whole truck getting blown up and shit. Yeah. That cool. truck smashing through the ice truck is fucking cool. Yeah. And when it crashes into the hotel and stuff, yeah. I mean, that was, yeah. all, stuff was, that good. was all well it's done. all good practical stuff. Uh, the, I'm always happy to see that, no matter the rest of the quality of the movie. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, half a Douglas for the uh, for Ted Levine's bra talk. <laughs> Or <laughs> that's enough to that's enough to keep you awake for a good extra thirty <laughs> minutes. You know, that'll give you that'll give you the potential nightmare. Um, and I'm gonna give it. Uh, oh, jeez. What am I gonna give this? Ah. Ten out of ten smashed ice trucks. There you, there you go. go. Uh, it's cool when it drives through the ice truck. Yeah. It like blows up and it's ice and fire it's and fucking shit. Neat. I don't know. Fire and ice. I give it. I'm giving it motherfucking three and a half juds. Nice. I think it's pretty good. Like at, at, at the point when you, they're driving around and they see those that's the writing on the truck signs. <laughs> I was just like, wee! Like, yeah. So I just thought it was very well paced. There's a whole scene at the end where Lily Sobieski's like tied up to this rig, like right. where if you open the door, a shotgun will blow her fucking head off, and then it's like a real classic suspense shot where cops keep kicking in the doors and they're getting closer and closer. Yeah. I was just like, that's Nobody just, else is in that there's motel. A whole, there's yeah. a whole All thing. of the other motels are fully stocked. Yeah. <laughs> there's a whole thing in that, um, in the, um, 
uh, in the in the ending where she's pulling apart parts of the chair, mm-hmm. and in one of in one of, in one of the alternate endings, she it actually the gun goes off and she's not there because she actually like uh. got the chair apart, and you feel like that stuff was left. I don't. I'm like sure, quite sure why they left her like pulling the thing apart. I guess just to add like maybe she'll maybe get because in the re- ending way. they use Paul Walker just knocks the chair over and saves yeah. her. They really and then and then when the cops come in, they're like. He's like, don't shoot me, don't shoot me. And then he just like runs back. It's like, shoot him. They'd shoot him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they absolutely <laughs> would. Oh, uh, he's yeah. a white guy. Sure, yeah, it's true. <laughs> there is some one real, yeah, the scene where the co- where the truck does come bursting in is very realistic because the cops, it's just one of those, the cops unload all of their bullets. Yeah. And then re- it's like, now let's reload and do shoot another clip. It's like yeah. the scene at the beginning of Kiss of Death where they're, they where they all <laughs> the cops shoot one guy a hundred times and they're like reloading. This is great. That's <laughs> what I got paid this to do. This is what you signed up for. They teach yeah. us in the police manual to make sure that there isn't even a possibility of a trace of life left in them. <laughs> kill, kill, kill. Anyway, kill uh, crazy cops. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. So he's got well, he's got that rig tied up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that was so that was cool. Um, what do we uh, zero? I gave it a half. A ha- oh, for the for, for the broad bra- talk. Yeah, I'll give it a half for t- there's there's t- like bra- some, there's some gross. uncomfortable dirty talk. Well, they're Steve's on pervs on her pretty pretty hardcore in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. but only half of Douglas. Yeah, it only gets it only it doesn't gets, go anywhere. It gets that far. Yeah, and then it's like eh. Yeah. Then and then Rusty Nail starts calling them and they have to run away. Yeah. <laughs> and they get <laughs> to see back. their you get to see their butts too. Oh, that's right. Butts. Yeah, wa- Walker and Zon butts. Mm-hmm. If they, you know, looking pretty good, looking pretty some, good. Some, Walker and there's, some, there's some ladies checking them out when they go yeah. into it's, the diner. It's 2001. <laughs> 2001. Famous for uh, 9/11 and Walker's on, <laughs> Walker's on butts. Uh, Both gonna, inside jobs. I'm gonna by knock, the way. It, notch it up to to, <laughs> to one Douglas okay. for, the, for, the, for the Walker's on butts that I forgot about, and uh, I'm gonna give it two Walker's on butts. I'm going. I'm going three Juds. Mm. It's a movie. This is a movie that I like. Have always loved, and I'm a big John Dahl fan. And then I've every time I've seen it, I'm kind of like, eh, I like it a little. But I still like it. But I like liked it this time. I watched it and was like, I like it a little less. Maybe I'll I watch th- it five years from now and be like, I like it a little more. But Garan- I always I guarantee like, you, I will have the same thing if I watch it again. Yeah. So I'm not gonna watch it again. <laughs> it's just a movie I've seen a f- several times, and I, I enjoy it. I, it's never gonna get to the point where I don't like it, but it's to the point right. where I'm like, I like this, and like this is fine. Yeah. This is a fine thing that that I watched the whole thing again. Um, so three, three Juds. I'm going to go half a Douglas for all that stuff. That's barely anything, but you know, some butts, some butts and some <laughs> Steve's on skeeving on his brother's girlfriend, mm-hmm. basically. That's big. That's a bit weird. Uh, and I'm going uh, 10 out of 10 bottles of pink champagne. Mm, Candy Cane's favorite. Sounds mighty good. Does sound good. Actually, they keep bringing it up. I'm like, God damn it. Can drink. They should have been drinking that bottle of pink champagne at the end of the movie. Drink 10 bottles of pink champagne. They had a bottle of pink champagne. Yeah, he keeps told, threatening to hit somebody with it. Right? They have it. They brought. They bring one to the hotel room with them at the end. They they should just all be drinking the pink champagne. Yeah, uh, I agree. Just, just, they should, should once he dies, they should pink they should pop that bottle of pink champagne as soon as the guy gets shot to death. <laughs> <laughs> or, or I guess they shot a dead body. Wee. He had the dead guy in there, like driving the truck or something. I don't know. Uh, anyway, he's still alive out there. <laughs> Washing the scum of pranksters off the streets. <laughs> God bless him. I he's don't got know a tra- he's got a trailer full of full of full of all the pranksters throughout history. I agree with his mission. Machiavelli, all of them, if not his methods. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it. That's playing trains and automobiles, everybody. Ooh, yeah. We made Dude, it. We uh, we we didn't. We forgot to decide what to do next. Time. Yeah, we had computer <laughs> problems at the beginning, and this is oh, all. Shit. This is being recorded on a separate computer, and so we did not. We weren't able to do this the ordinary way. Well, so. Fuck. 
Do we want to decide right now or just nah, nah, let's, put let's it figure it out later? later. So yeah, sorry, we'll, we can't we'll tell you. We'll keep you in suspense. Yeah, we'll suspense keep you in suspense. Will be killing you. Yeah. for two weeks. But I assure you, they will be. There will be three movies <laughs> and some yeah. sort of thematic element tying them together, <laughs> or not, or not. Well, but, yeah, probably, <laughs> but most likely. See, the suspense is already killing me. Yeah. Wow. Exciting stuff. All right, everybody. Do we have any other announcements we want to make or anything? Uh, we hit the 50 Patreons. We did hit We're the gonna, 50 so Patreons. So we are going to be recording. Well, they will have been recorded, but not up yet. I think our five Douglases episodes. Yeah. So get in the, get, if you're on the Patreon, get ready to listen to that. And if you're not on the Patreon, get on the Patreon. Seriously, what are There's you gonna doing? going to be a whole Suspense is Killing Us episode on there for our beloved Patreoids. Yep. And for our Patreoids up there, too, we should have the coloring contest up, the Spaceballs coloring contest, in which you can win... Your own signed Spaceballs book. Not signed by Mel Brooks or anybody in the movie, but signed by the three of us. That's right. Spaceballs the book. I know it sounds too good to be true, but uh, I'm looking at the book right now. This is real. It is real. This is real. All right. Uh, and I guess, what else? That's it. That's it. Listen, follow us on Twitter. Like us. Send us messages. Like us. Rate, review. Rate, 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 rate. Give us five stars and then write really nice reviews. We love that. Please, please, please do that. We beg you. We beg you. We got a really nice one this week. I know. Yeah, yeah it was great. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it, huh? That's yeah. it. All right. Until next time, this is Spencer's Killing Us. Bye. Bye. Bye.